I hope Logan Paul gets his fucking head caved in fighting uh who's he fighting again i don't know who's logan paul okay it's either logan paul or john or whatever his brother is it's logan paul it's logan paul and basically he's a youtuber who's kind of a piece of shit um wait 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 was this the same guy uh, that took the photos of the the dead body so he was the guy who took yes he was in i think that was the um the sea of trees area Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah anyways he's been boxing like people he boxed another youtuber and one he boxed like a basketball player like a couple weeks ago granted he knocked this dude out like the first round pretty quickly okay but he started running his mouth and he's like i'll take on floyd mayweather and now no. he's gonna have a and now he's gotta fight him it's an exhibition match wait but, so he's gonna fight floyd mayweather yes and i sincerely hope that floyd takes it seriously considering how disrespectful logan paul's kind of been I to the industry gets brain damage we should, we should we should save this for the podcast we are hey, podcasting uh, right now. Welcome to the show, David. My man. Jesus David. Christ. But yeah, I hope. Late to the conversation. With a donut in hand. He, he couldn't see we were recording. He didn't have his new glasses. It's true. Oh, I'm oh. true. As a fellow blind man, I, I appreciate your plight. <laughs> I got perfect vision, so I'm good. Yeah. Well. So, so Logan Paul has, like you said, challenged two or three other people. He has almost always gotten his ass whooped. And then, like you said, started running his mouth and now wants to fight Floyd Mayweather. And it's it's slated. It's happening. When? This YouTuber, who, by the way... Is, is this Floyd's 30th fight? I have no idea. Oh, what, didn't <laughs> Floyd Mayweather, wasn't he in the exhibition with the dead guy from the MMA? Yeah, he fought Conor McGregor and he beat Conor. Yeah, I think that was his 29th. Or, or was it 49th? I don't know. But basically, yeah. He's on nine. This guy is a professional fighter. Logan Paul's a professional douchebag. And he's like, I can take you on. And I really hope Floyd just... Break something in his you, head. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, Andy Kaufman back in the day. Yeah, but Andy, that was a lot of that was just like a stage act that was all a show. Sure. I mean, but at the same time, think about how much money this dude's probably going to make. Oh, they're both making good amount of money for this fight. For the exposition or expedition fight, right? Or whatever they call it. Exhibition? Exhibition. Thank you. All the words other than the one I needed. It's Thanks. all good. Um, but no, like, yeah, he's going to make a lot of money, but. He's like, I don't have a whole lot of respect for YouTubers who act like that. Like, because they've you have respect for YouTubers, a couple who like do good things. He'll do anything for spotlight. uh, Oh, yeah. He's just anything. He's so this is right up his alley. Oh, it 100% is. Half half the people will watch to see him get get you know, his, head, his head punched in. I just want to, I'm not going to pay to watch it. I'm just going to watch the highlight of his head exploding when Floyd fucking hits him. <laughs> we should actually, him. we should just watch it here live. It would be really interesting. That'd to be do the a, biggest waste of money. I don't know. It'd be fun. Yeah. There's also um, Tyson versus Holyfield might happen. Oh God. Well, that whole thing was kind of weird, wasn't it? When the exhibition match with Tyson and uh, he fought somebody else. I can't think yeah, of the other A lot of names. people liked that one. Roy yeah, Jones but they Jr. didn't. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't do much. Like it was very. No, it was yeah, a draw, s- wasn't it? It was a draw, but it was also mm-hmm. just like a show. It was all just an exhibition. They're too yeah. old to get sanctioned. I think <laughs> that may actually be true. Why yeah. though? Why is this age? What is this ageism? Ages? They don't want to be responsible for somebody who's like clearly not at their yeah. physical peak. People mm-hmm. will cry. Bones get brittle, a, bro. Yeah, it's it's fun seeing a twenty year old get knocked out, but it's less <laughs> less <laughs> highly entertaining. It's like he's made out of rubber. Yeah, but when yeah. you're yeah. Si- when you're sixty. It's a little it's, sad. You're like, oh, well, well the thing is, good. is those guys can still deliver those fucking thousand pound punches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did and, you watch his training oh, and videos? The, and their skulls can't take it. So scientifically. That's the problem. They can yeah. deliver the heat, but they can't take scientifically, it Scientifically, old man strength is real. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. As you fucking loony. munch on that donut. Yeah. I'm starving. <laughs> so well, you. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, and 
it's it's gonna it's gonna be brutal. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Chill Regular. My name is Jonesy, and with me is Sean, Matt, and... David. What was your name again? <laughs> Just kidding. W. My boy, David. Kavika. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, awesome. welcome, welcome What's going to on? another wonderful week. Mm. We got some interesting things happening in this world, right? So we were talking about the fight with the, what's his name? Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Ugh. You know what's interesting Floyd about this, Mayweather. too, is that there's also another fight going on between two world's strongest man competitors. So the... Oh, shit. Mountain from Game of Thrones, no yeah. way, is going to fight Eddie Hall. Oh, and I so thought they've you were been really like in a boxing match. In a boxing match, so these two dudes have been training. I thought you said he was going to fight. I thought you were going to say he was going to fight the Mandalorian. I'm like, that's been done. Oh, do you mean the mountain Sad. fights the Mandalorian? Yeah. Well, they already did that. Pedro Pascal yeah. plays the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, that who's the Red Viper? Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and that went super good until it until didn't. it didn't. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So I'm just it's, it's interesting enough to sure. me because these guys are YouTubers also now. They you know all these everybody has their right. own YouTube fucking channel, um, but they're doing this weird ask. What's the word again? Exhibition. Exhibition. Thank you. Uh, match between the two. So these dudes got fucking ripped, man. Sean, pull up a picture of Eddie Hall. Oh, Eddie Hall. Yeah. Um, this dude was a four hundred. Yeah, he's a big twenty dude. pound. Um, he's a world's strongest on, man on Netflix. I think it's a good documentary yeah, too. Really I really is. enjoyed it. Um, but he just dropped to three hundred and sixty-five pounds. But oh, this wow. dude is oh Jesus yoked. Both of those guys have, have broken weightlifting records, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they've yeah. gone back and forth on. They've also the broken their records. fucking bodies. I mean, the <laughs> mountain had like a stroke, didn't he? Had like some kind of. He didn't have a stroke. This three hundred and sixty pound Eddie Hall. Oh, Holy he's shit! Shredded. This wow. guy's this Yikes. guy's abs have little <clears throat> arms sticking out of sticking them. Out. <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. Like, <laughs> his abs are gonna fight for him too. They just jump off. It's like, crazy. I, could, to me. I can see his pecs reaching out and, and like just giving delivering their own uppercuts. Yeah, good lord. Yeah, man. So and but the height difference because he's only six two. Six three, something like that. Mountains like six, Mountain six seven. No, only. six nine. Oh my god, he's a beast, dude. He's absolutely a beast. Um, actually, you know, so uh, the mountain we keep calling it. He looks Thor. like a really built Davy. Well, yeah, it's like Thor yeah, half this is. half the one beyond Sean. Yeah, not, not half David. Thor. This is what you call a freak half Thor Bjorkson or a freak like show that. fight. Oh my god! Well, I'm, just, I'm gonna watch popular. this one for sure because I just want to watch dudes. See, I respect that one other. way more because those guys both like train and they take care of themselves. Right. Paul is just a dude, and it's also there's actually a really interesting. Yeah, um, there's a really interesting backstory between them too because the year Eddie Hall won the World's Strongest Man, Thor went on a rampage, basically saying that he got cheated. Oh, did he really out of it? And so people oh. were like, like it 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 was horribly. Um, uh, mismanaged in the process, but Eddie Hall came out as the winner on the other end, but it created this weird feud between them. So to see them go at each other in a boxing ring is going to be really interesting because there's this like, you know, just seeing their arms rivalry. Like, Right, yeah. but like seeing their arms, I could not imagine something moving fast with that much oh, no. power and so not just they can't go. It. There's, there's, a, there's other strongmen that have that have gone into MMA, and they don't have that snap to knock you out. Right, but it's like a, watching a, a log flying at you in slow motion. You can sort of not <laughs> stop it, and this is what the fight's going to be like. It's kind of uh, like we you know big uh, monster movies where they just have massive things like slowly swinging at each yeah, other, yeah, like Attack on Titan, all them oh, just Jesus. like walking and running yeah. at you really slow. Actually, but here's Attack on Titan; they're fast. 
Oh, that's the one thing they can sprint. They can jump. Like it would be like old school, like Pacific Rim or uh, Godzilla and things like that. Um, But no, I didn't realize that's pretty fascinating. And they're young too. You know, what's crazy about Thor? I didn't realize that that dude was only 28 years old. So this is Maurice Pudanowski. He he's a um, he's a he's an, a yeah, strong he's man that went into man. MMA. Oh yeah, he's done like, a, a bunch of fights. Like he's Brock older now, too. though. Like Brock Lesnar tried to do that Brock shit. Lesner he got has rocked. That build. Yeah, yeah, but he got mm-hmm. rocked a couple times. He like did pretty good, and he got rocked by he, some once much got, smaller guys. Yeah, once he got rocked, he was like, "I'm done." Do you think he ever says to anybody, "Are you ready to get brocked?" Probably. I mean, I he so. has a stupid fucking tattoo on his slogan. chest. You like, should be writing for him for yeah. WWE. Who's ready to get brocked? That sounds like broccoli. Like, that sounds like a lunch thing. I don't know. If your name's Brock, Brock. Lesnar, I don't know. It just feels right, I think. Mm, no? No. Nothing? No. All right. I'll give it to myself. So I'm sorry. That was very kind. Yeah. <laughs> I respect that, honestly. No, but th- that whole thing, I don't know. I don't like... Like there's been a lot of things like YouTubers, like mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, there's some tattoo artist. I can't think of the douchebag's name, but basically he got in trouble because he was sexting like 15, 16 year olds. Oh geez. And he got an opportunity to defend himself and he like said he was the victim. And it's like people like there's been a lot of, there's been several YouTubers who've done that. Did he know that they were 15 and 16? Yes, he uh, did. Well. He tried to lie about it and say like, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, they hit me up on Twitter and I don't know what to do. I can't check their age. It's like, so you still ask them to do these really graphic sexual things. What's wrong with you? Well, the first thing is how old are you? Absolutely. And send me a photo of your ID. <laughs> don't do that shit online like that. Yeah, I just don't, don't just do like it at don't. all. What's the matter with you guys? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, there's been several YouTubers who do that. There are obviously good YouTubers, but I just don't like the ones that do these kind of publicity stunts just to feel more relevant. Like, fuck off. Like, what do you? Don't. So okay, what do you think about? I just came across this YouTuber by the name of Mr. Beast. Have you guys ever heard of this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically what this guy does, if you guys don't know, is that he takes a crap ton of money, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, and will just do weird things with the money and yep. you can, he'll give it to people in need, right? Yeah. yeah. But it, the whole channel is centered around kind of this like farcical well is he the one of, who he like he'll like drink really like weird things he'll eat really hot foods like he does all that shit or is that so- i didn't see any of that stuff the one the ones I, that I, mean, I thought about i mean i think at I some point every like big youtuber pulls stunts like that but that, that may not necessarily be what their sh- channel's about yeah so this Mr. The, Beast is known for basically throwing money around that's it right like one of the ones i watched is like he holy he went, shit he has 47 million people subscribed that's exactly insane. so what this dude will literally do like the last one that i saw was a couple weeks back but like he went into um best buy and they'll he'll put a a uh, a ring i guess if you will like in tape and he literally tells somebody he doesn't show them how big the ring is he just says look at what i want you to do is i want you to go around the store and grab whatever you want. And if it fits in the ring, I'll buy it all for you. Yeah. Right. And so they'll do, he'll do things like that. Right. Yeah. And he did it for a good cause, right? He did it for the soup kitchen. Like I think he paid like $150,000 and just like shopping sprees and all those types of things for, yeah. for that stuff. Um, but it is in a lot of ways gimmicky. So do you know? Yeah. There's, there's been a backlash for people who give money to homeless people on camera because one, it could be embarrassing to the homeless person, and uh-huh. it's also you know it could be virtue signaling. Sure. Yeah. No, that's and so I guess my question for you though is like something like that versus what we're kind of talking about with like the exhibition. I think 
Well, number one, I don't like Logan Paul for things he did. Like he took a picture of a dead body uh, in Japan, like in the you know the mm-hmm. sea of trees, the Aokagai forest, like, mm-hmm. and he made a spectacle of it. And like, it's just little things like that. And his apology was fucking trash. Like he never really owned, like, he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done it. It's like, but do he, you- he didn't mean it. Like he didn't mean the apology. You can tell when someone does that kind of shit. So like things like that, I do not respect and will never respect. Like, you know, consciously, do not take a picture of well, a dead what, body. Like, what's, what's wrong, so with, wrong with taking a picture of the dead body though? Because he videoed it and then like he was posing next to it and just like, I think he put a fucking like Pikachu cap on it or some weird shit like that. So just disrespecting. He, it. Yeah. And, but he made in, a, in another country, you know, yeah. sort of representing people, you know, America, America indirect. And, but it's just that childish, stupid fucking behavior. When you know, you have kids who are watching you mm. to pull that. And really, I think, like, I think content rating aside for your, your audience that that aside i think that the the it was just a, a a big cultural thing and then i think a lot of people just assumed that he knew what he was doing went in and just exploited it and i think he was just a stupid shit kid who went in and went this is kind of funny and like just had no no uh no meter he had no meter for this. And then it also could be, too, that he went in there being like, oh, this is the forest where people commit suicide, just trying to be like, ha ha, like or whatever. And I'm then all sh- of a I'm sudden he goes world. in there and there's, okay, yep, there's a dead body. Yes, but there is, as a, this could be because he's been such a prominent user where he's kind of lost that boundary of like. Well, he's held to a higher standard. It's he, just like all famous that? people, for some reason, are oh, fucking put on pedestals. And, for sure. But I think for YouTubers, it's a little different. Like a lot of them do not conscientiously understand that. I think like old time celebrities, like things like that, they knew people were watching them and they knew they had to kind of uphold a behavior, even though a lot of them didn't like to. They would always portray that when they go out. Not always, but a lot of them did. Whereas YouTubers, I think they just don't care as much. Well, I think that the the people who are following them are following them for who they are on that camera. And as long as they maintain that, they don't have to care. And I think that's where the disconnect is like, because if you no longer care about other people or their surroundings, that's when you get in trouble and you start losing your respect for the things. That's why we're going to get canceled well, so fast. Probably. <laughs> but you, have to, you have to keep your head about you. You're getting rewarded with views and likes and comments constantly. When you reach that level, everything you do is getting rewarded and uh, with attention, which is ultimately what he's seeking. And so you can't tell him that, oh, he's, you know, he's doing a terrible job if he can go, oh, I'm getting checks from this. But that's one reason why YouTube is cracking down on things now, because they were, they kind of let, you know, this type of stuff get rewarded. Now they're trying to pull back on that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of censor it. Well, and you know what, even if they pull back on it, they're still rewarding it. Their algorithm doesn't actually... Well, because it's robots looking at it. Like if they say not always, but yes, for the majority, like that has to cycle through that. They're not going to pick up on certain things that are clearly. (laughs) Yeah, they're not. But they're they're trying not to give them paychecks, and it's getting that now. It's overboard where they're demonetizing everybody, and so is YouTube. Yeah, no, it's uh, YouTube as a monetization platform is absolute garbage. They they are first and foremost a business for profit, and they will do everything they can to maximize that profit, including screw over their content creators. Mm -hmm. Sorry, YouTube. But <laughs> it's true. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. And but they're too big to fail. Like they're doing this and it's terrible and everybody knows. But yeah. where else do you go? Exactly. Right. Everybody can listen to this podcast on YouTube right now. So please go and go like, subscribe it. and do all those types yeah. of things. I mean, we're also on Spotify and iTunes, Ooh. but you tell people that they're like, what's, what's that? When, when's it going to be on YouTube? 
And then going back <laughs> just to Logan Paul real quick, I also do not like he should have learned from that and been, but like the apology you said was not great. But also even now boxing other YouTubers is dumb. Like you guys are not trained I fighters. Think it's There's nothing fun no, about it. I think it. it's great. <clears throat> well, wasn't it Logan Paul? Didn't he go out and start looting when in the Black Lives Matter protests? He That's went with I a bunch of too. kids. Yeah, yeah. They went into a mall and just started stealing stuff on yeah. camera. It was either was him or his brother. But mm-hmm. yes, because they, uh, Jake Paul, I think was his name. But yeah, but they just do dumb shit like that. And it's like, you just use common sense for once in your fucking life. And him, but that doesn't make money. It doesn't, but it, not on YouTube. <laughs> nope. But that's at that point. It's like, okay, you want the money. That's fine. Like I get it, but do something that is actually like entertain. I don't find entertainment. This is me personally. I will not find entertainment in watching him box Floyd Mayweather because in reality, I know if Floyd wanted to, he would break that man into tiny pieces. I think that's kind of the so, hope though. Yeah. That's I, mean, hope. I, I pulled this up now. Logan Paul, like if you think like Logan Paul when he did that video in the in the Japanese, um, yeah, he was kind of squishy forest. and all that. Yeah, um, you know, he was just a skinny punk kid, and like, no, he's you, put you on muscle. The, I'm not. You see the, the picture. I mean, this guy is training hard for this. And so did Conor McGregor. Why does Conor McGregor like trained extremely hard oh, and no, still no. got rocked? Make, make by no Floyd. mistake. Make no mistake. I do not believe he's going to win that fight, even close. Not not remotely. If he lasts more than one punch. It's because Mayweather's taking it toying easy. with him. How much no, does not how even much taking does, it easy, just having a having a laugh at? How him. much does Logan Paul weigh? Isn't there there's a uh, there would be like a big weight difference, wouldn't there? Not that that would matter. No, in the fight I mean they're they're fight. roughly the same build at this point. I mean, yeah, I'm obviously you, he literally looks like the Russian Floyd. F- he looks oh, like oh, a oh, Floyd from, here. From <laughs> that is Ivan Drago. <laughs> like they're, yeah. He literally they're the Ivan same Drago. Okay. But uh, then I actually, he's then he stands. I, know, I mean, he looks pretty solid. I'm not saying he's not physically capable. Like he's a strong. He's a, he's fit in these photos. I, but to say like I can box the heavyweight or the he's not heavyweight, but like the champion. Of, yeah, yeah, that I can hang with this person who has been training his lifetime, and I'm gonna do it over a few months. And that goes back to that old man muscle. Like this guy has got like not he's 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 not like just recently trained into this. Those those muscles, those reflexes, those are like hard muscle memory freaking carved into his body at this point. Yeah, exactly. And, and Logan's just, he's know, not going to have the experience for it. I just don't like the fact that it almost, it basically is disrespectful to the sport of boxing that you have this guy boxing, one of the best guys in the world and yeah. it's for money. But I mean, I know a couple guys who box and they're like, this is a fucking joke. Like the fact they're doing this is stupid mm. because it yeah, is very that. disrespectful to anyone who's ever trained, who's ever wanted a shot to do something like that for him. Like, yeah. Here well, can go. I just say this then? It fits his I, brand. I don't buy into that bullshit. It fits his brand. Yeah. It fits his brand. And you know what? The people who are like, oh, punk kids just, you know, getting up there. Well, yeah, he's got a fucking great marketing team. And really, oh, if, you wanna, marketing. if you want to make it big, I don't give a shit. You need a great marketing team. And if you haven't realized that yet, there's a reason why you're not famous. Well, I'm going to say this, guys. I hope he does well. We don't have, a, we're not famous. And guess why? We don't have a good marketing team. What? <laughs> we're not famous because we're, we're not good. <laughs> no, no, we're better than good. We're ooh, fantastic. Ooh. But Fantastic Four? Oh, oh no! Oh, was that bad? <laughs> oh shit! Dibs that was on uh, Mr. Fantastic. I'm elastic. Nope, that's, that's <laughs> the Incredibles. Whoops! Just, I'm, I'm the thing, aren't I? You would you technically would be, be a thing. Technically, 
I, You're, Johnny Storm? No, no. No, you'd be Miss Invisible? Yeah, yeah he'd be Miss Invisible. <laughs> right. No offense to you, buddy. I love that because, and was that because, this is was that because he can't yeah, see anything or because he's invisible? Or because he wasn't here? <laughs> because he's, we never know where he is. You should have seen these cute-ass <laughs> pictures that uh, our, Matt, our boy Matt oh. over here took with his uh, oh. so-called quote-unquote lady. Um, oh, you've seen pictures of her and she's still make-believe. I told you, man, I still think you. you may have found her on Craigslist. And every time you're just like, yo, I got to oh. sell this to my parents in the Midwest to let them know that I'm not so lonely. I, get, I found a girl on Craigslist and we take photos. I mean, it's a perfect introvert thing to do. Like, hey, I need a girlfriend for like six hours. Yeah. And that's already too much. So yeah. can you... you cool? how, how cool are you with just me sending our photos out to family and friends? <laughs> oh, this has been lovely, guys. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. We like, need I, links in the description section oh, for this I am podcast. not putting my facebook on yeah. this page How oh, we, come on we can we can do a dropbox or something that people can be like oh look they're cute kelsey if you're listening to this and you are real text message me oh my god <laughs> get your number like, from your she's gonna text you a middle finger board. she's like here it is <laughs> oh i hope so i mean that'd be <laughs> you should put your phone number on here for so that you know she yeah, yeah yeah i was yeah and then be uh open One, to two, the, three four, but it was five, great like when five, we were five, doing five. it you know we went to this little area in seal beach but um yeah, as we're walking, like I'm seeing some people like because there were a lot of people taking photos, like wedding uh, photos, pregnancy photos, whatever it's it was. season, right? Apparently. Um, but there's like a couples who are arguing. And, you know, in the back of my head, I was like, I wonder if like they've ever thought about like murdering their partner <laughs> like in their head. Like oh, I've God. I've had moments not with Kelsey, but like with other people in my life and where I imagine like I'm just going to smack the shit out of you in my brain. And just, Sean's shifting just Sean's over. Don't, away. Don't, don't mind me. Oh boy. There goes Sean. He to do but like I definitely have moments where I imagine like and not even necessarily my partner but like people in my life where I just imagine like I'm going to fucking murder this person and I do it very detailed in my brain and I don't know if I'm alone in that. Well it makes a lot of sense too because you're a horror writer and so right. you kind of yeah, live there's in that, that space right? I have to. Is taking photos a relationship test? Is that is that something where um, it can tell how things might be in the future. I have no idea. Like a litmus test. I don't know. That's a snapshot of a great moment. Hopefully those great moments continue. Because so, some people want to take funny pictures. Some people want cute that, pictures, yeah. romantic pictures. Me and my wife do not have a serious photo. Like at all. We're either sticking our tongues out, crossing our eyes or. Yeah, but you you know, that's that's just your personality. That's just who we are. Hold on. Here's my question, David. You, you, you like veered quickly away from this whole murder thing. Like, is that <laughs> is that too real for you? Like what's going on here? <laughs> oh my god is there a body in your no, trunk I, I, no you can i think imagining it is and then it is sort of therapeutic yeah sometimes. cathartic i can cathartic, see yeah. that yeah you just kind of get that energy out and like you're done with it i freak myself out man you set it aside i freak myself out like i've had times where i'm like thinking about killing my like killing my wife like <laughs> this bitch jamming crazy you know and i'm just like what if i just strangle her to death and the first thought that goes in my head is like i couldn't but then the next thought is like she'd look adorable she's dying <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh the morbid conversations you know have. i think it's just because I she'd be like nervous. laughing at you the whole time that she is really true. She's, She's like, like you're, you're cute. You're cute. You're uh-huh. trying. You're trying. You're trying. It's like it's like. Look, first off, you're gonna have to squeeze harder. Yeah. And I just you're, can't. Your weak, weak little hands can't do this. Ooh. <laughs> well, and you know, it's, it's interesting enough She'd to just me be because shit the whole time she uh-huh. laughing. She at really you. would. It's interesting enough to me because, like, in the thought process of killing my wife, I'm already feeling guilty about killing <laughs> my wife, and then I would most definitely sepaku myself. 
So yeah, right afterwards, that's yeah. a very Just bold a, seppuku. All right. Yeah. Well, it's because I mean, like, who would feed you after that? That's true. Oh. That is true. You know, so man. sorry. But the, need... the funniest ways to imagine violence though is either clotheslining or drop kicking. <laughs> so okay, you're that's basically actually WWE. legit. Like flying scissor kick. I've imagined that in my head. Like I just launch across the room and well, kick like somebody through a window. Yes, yeah. it's fantastic. No. <laughs> launch them through like a wall, and it's like yes. <laughs> I wish I could do that. See, even wow. in my own like imagination, I'm like, Ugh, did I stretch before I did that? <laughs> thinking of all the problems, all the like, problems. that's gonna pull like, muscle. But if I land, that's gonna hurt <laughs> so bad, and my lower back has not been feeling good these days. You oh know, my God. Like I could punch this person in the face, but yeah. fuck, I've got arthritis. But yeah, all <laughs> these problems. And, and if you try it. to if you try to clothesline or drop kick, and you don't actually hit them, you, you then you have to explain it to them why you just did <laughs> <take> it. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. Super uh, I'm so well, sorry. That's, that's what, what stops me. What are you me. doing? Uh, that's, what stops that's what stops you. That's, yeah. that's, that's the one that gets you. Oh my God. He's like, if like, I could land with 100% accuracy, there are a lot more people would be drop kicked right now. It really is. <laughs> I actually want to drop kick. Um, so I've been reading for a buddy of mine who works at a production company. I've been reading scripts. And I really want to drop kick a lot of writers that I thought were really talented because they've had movies <laughs> and I'm reading their new stuff and it is really bad. Like it is shocking. But that should give you a lot of hope for, for you then it's a, here's the thing. It's like a line because like, yes, it's inspiring knowing that like my writing currently is better than this, but on the flip side, it's like, okay, but they have management and they have other things and I'm getting passed by them like management as well. Like, what the fuck is happening? Marketing. Yeah. Can you describe? God damn it. <laughs> marketing. It all Can comes down to having a great marketing team. God Hitler, great marketing Ooh, team. Buddy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did. Touche. Hugo Holy Boss. Shit. Touche. I wish I could argue that, I but can't. I can't. I'm just going to drop the, I'm going to drop the Hitler hammer. He uh, had a good, the, that's he had, the new he had thing. A good costume designer. Yep. And great marketing. Yep. Did he write his own speeches Absolutely. on a side note? Did he write? No, no clue. Not. Doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's, it's all ghost right. He could have gone. Oh, walked out. Yeah. He could have walked out on that stage or that balcony or whatever. and been like, <laughs> and like other German people are like, what's he saying? I have no idea. Sounds good. He's not though. speaking German. He's just yelling. Yeah. It was and then just gibberish, but it didn't matter because he had a fucking great marketing team. And that's what it comes down to. You want to be famous. Fucking hire a good marketer. You think that's, that maybe he just got too deep and he's just like this marketing team really, really like, well, shit. Now I'm committed. I'm committed to, yeah, I don't like, want to be here, but I'm here like, now. I just wanted to be a painter. I just want you guys to know right now is Matt's pouring white wine into his Pierre Perrier bottle because it's empty now. And he's just like, why the fuck not? I have to do this. Like I thought about doing this whole podcast sober and then like, you know, however much we've been talking, I'm like, nope, can't yeah, do but it. Like, can't do it. You don't have to like trailer park it either, man. I mean, I didn't want to like go inside and get a cup. That's exhausting. I just don't know why. Hold you on. Dave was going to say something about, I think. Oh, I was going to say, so describe to us one of the, one of the worst scripts that you've seen or any part of it. Um, He's like, I read this one screenplay by Gary Jones <laughs> this last weekend. <laughs> um, it's, no, those were good. I can, I can tell you a, a couple bad scripts. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to include ones that like I know that the person who wrote it, their first you know language is not English, like, and they're trying to write. Like, you can tell mm -hmm. those. You can tell that's fine. The one guy he knows who doesn't speak English was like, "Damn it, he's talking about <laughs> no, me." No, no, yeah. I suck um, again. I will. I think I'm just gonna go off the pure basis of like all the ones that I've read recently from like rep writers and things like that. Um, there was it was either the one I just read. Or the one a couple before it, but the problem was is number one the writing. He's an older writer, so the it was like chunks of like description and things like that. So it was like a paragraph describing 
the setup of the scene, which is really unnecessary nowadays because, you know, screenplays are just blueprints. Like, the, they'll figure that stuff yeah, out. Yeah, that's the director's job. Right. That's all pre-production stuff like that. But he introduced these three main characters, and you're, you're supposed to go on this journey with them. But the problem is, like, all three of the guys were just complete shits. Like, they were so awful, like, to their partners, to the like, people around them. They, like, ditched their like loved ones to go find this person with very little motivation. Like there was no real goal. There's like, we're going to find this person. And it was just boring. The characters were terrible. And the story was like, meh. I was like, really? You were like a well-known person and you wrote this. Like you thought this you think was it's a cash it? grab. No, I mean, no, he, here's the thing. Straight straight passion project. He also, and or a lifetime movie. Yeah, no, straight it to Hallmark. wouldn't even be able to do that. And, um, Sean mentioned earlier is like he, the last movie he made was, 20 plus years ago. He hasn't had anything made since. And I think there's a reason for that. Obviously. <laughs> like he's done some other things like, you know, Broadway and stuff, but off Broadway, but it's just, it was really bad. And it's really sad to see like, Oh, this one that was great. And then you see this, like, this could be interesting. And you're just like, no, nope, this yeah. is garbage. Well, it's, it's, it probably feels like when it, it's pri- it's done privately, you know, you get to experience it and we don't get to experience that. But when it's like when you have a musician that you, that's, a legendary musician and they drop a bad album. You're like, what? The right. Heck? Oh no, hundred percent. And you know, even then it's like what cocaine fueled fever dream did this come <laughs> yeah. out of? Like get back. And, I want some. and who, and who did you run this by who went? Yeah, do it. Cause there's a lot of movies. that guy. That was, there's a lot of that things guy, like that. Bad marketer. That was the other thing too, is like he's repped. So like when the manager or agent sends something over the email reads, it's like, you know, we're excited for you to read such and such script. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. And in Copy my head, and sent. Yeah, it's like in my head. Did you not read this script? Like there are spelling errors. There's continuity errors. Like, no guarantee they didn't. Fucking kidding me? You want to put say like I am confident in this, and then just, just, just poo poo. Like what? Well, this is what happens when you've been in the business for twenty years. I've been like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Well, I, I got one good one. Paychecks are well, still coming I in. I don't That's think they're going to sit there and proofread every fucking script that they send on. They're going to go, okay, I get the rough idea. I'm not going to like pick apart this, the punctuation and spelling errors or right, the continuity issues. You get the idea of the flow of the story, send it up to get approved. And then after that, they'll probably rewrite the whole thing right. in a, like, you know, I mean, understandable by most humans form. Well, in a lot of ways, when things are getting bought in the industry now, it's, you're, you're really getting, you're buying more or less the concept. Right. right. Like the, the writing doesn't have right. to be perfect. In a lot of ways, most things are just getting bought up so they can shelve it just in case when the time arises and this, they're like, Oh, we have something that kind of fits this thing because it's becoming more. That could be a thing. They want to make money to, on market. We'll grab it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, to which end good for them. It's like but, buying two bags of chips, but this is not going one. to sell. That's so the problem for oh, at all. <laughs> two bags for one. You know, it'd be really interesting though, is if you find down the line that somebody actually bought this thing for mm-hmm. like, you know, there's no way because that would require the reader to be like, hey, this is actually a decent idea in here. Yeah. Buy it and we'll t- like the idea isn't that good. Mm. Well, yeah, but I mean, you, for all the people who sit there and go, I'm going to write this script. This thing's amazing. And then run it by somebody who goes, yeah, that looks good. There's probably somebody out there who will be like, no, I'll buy that. You know? Potentially. There's, Potentially. There's, Potentially. There's enough people on this planet. Because that, somebody may that there's if, gonna be somebody with enough money and the willingness to buy it. Not only that, though, they because of potentially the clout of the person and mm-hmm. what they've done prior, it could pretend to have them look past the page, and then they just and buy yeah. it. Yeah, clearly oh, that guy. Their, yeah, I'll buy it. That's clearly what they were trying to do when they were like relisting off his accolades and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the writing 
even 10 pages in, you're like, oh, this is going to be a slog. What, what happened? Yeah. So they, so you think they can't salvage it with like, what is it called when the writers touch it up? Uh, I mean, they can call it a polish. You call it a punch up. You can do <laughs> yep. ghost editing. Yeah. There's a lot of names for it. Re- script replacing doctoring. the doctoring. That's the yeah. word, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> replacing the author. <laughs> uh, completely new person. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the problem is that the idea itself, I mean, it would need extensive re like, visions in terms of like this person's connected to this person you'd have to redo all of that you have to change a lot like i think the amount of effort to put into it would not be worth it mm. and i think that's why i don't think it'll get made either when you're talking about like maybe someone buy it that means it would require the reader or whoever is at this company to put their name on it as well and a lot of people are really hesitant especially readers nowadays to do that because if they're trying to get into the industry and they do one bad script they're gonna get fired yeah. immediately it's the the industry from that perspective is so <laughs> volatile Oh, 100%. It's, it's brutal how it just eats you up that way. Yeah. David, you look like you want to say something. You're like, sit oh, down. So I, I, <laughs> I, I've dabbled in, in, in like filming with horror because it seems like an easy place to enter because you, you can get away with garbage if you want to. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Um, no, and, and in fact, sometimes f- it makes it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, people love it, 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 whatever form it is. But I worked with a bunch of people in horror and, and uh, so, you know, some have some accolades in, you know, what, what are, in either haunted houses or horror or like special effects and all these things. I love and, doing haunted houses. And, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> that is so my wheelhouse. I'll still work on something if somebody wants to do something campy, but some of, but a lot of them are self-deceived. They're like, this is going to revolutionize horror. This oh, that's be the, next the thriller. That is such a like, red flag. And then, uh-huh, oh, yeah. And then you, you are like, I would still work on this if, if you were honest that it's going to be campy. But we just should right. be honest about this. Yeah, like please don't lie <laughs> yeah. to yourself. Just make it because that's that's kind of what want... happened with uh, Josh Trank on the set of Fant Four Stick, which is what it's mm-hmm. been lovingly called when he did the recent reboot of the Fantastic Four. He was like emailing the cast and everybody's like, "This is a great movie. It's going to change everything." And I think it was Michael B. Jordan responding, "He's like, no, nah, I don't think it is." Like just straight up told him in an email <laughs> response, "Like I don't think you're looking at the same thing." But like that was a huge red flag that he was like so in like this is gonna be great it's gonna be good and it well what what tends to happen in those conversations that I find in my own personal experience is they're doing that because they want to enroll the people that are getting involved that they're doing something worthwhile right Right. not necessarily that it will be but I think it's just getting people more excited about the work that they're going to be trying to get the hype train trying to exactly and and not from a marketing standpoint but just on a except that is exactly definitely marketing do you think trauma does that do you think trauma I think he had such I think Corman had such a respect for what he was doing like he knew he was making camp he knew what he he knew exactly what he was doing but I think his confidence in the vision that he was going for helped everyone get on board with it because he knew everything he was making was campy but he owned it and he loved it. Mm-hmm. Like he loves those movies. I mean, um, Toxic Avenger, like all those. I can't, I'm blanking. There's a bunch them. of There's them. There's a bunch yeah, of yeah. them. But he loves those. Like they, they bring him a lot of joy. And I think that is more infectious than a lie of like, this is going to be revolutionary. Just the idea of like, I love this project. Yeah. It's fun. It's not going to be, you know, the next Avengers, but it'll make people happy. That's the biggest thing for me. Like when I, when I meet people in the business or, you know, whatever um the moment that they start saying like this is going to be the, we're going to win an oscar with this like <laughs> this is what you know we're going to you know this is going to win sundance we're, we're going to blah the moment that i say that i'm or they say that i'm like you know what appreciate the time man appreciate i, th- it. I think we just need to fire everybody producing in Hollywood and just put Favreau and Filoni on everything. No, I love Favreau. He's done a lot of good, (laughs) Um, but no, that's just a terrible idea. I I have, I'm more entertained by everything that 
they're doing now than I have been in like pretty much all of like yeah, but media. you realize you're just going to be getting like one. <laughs> I'm good with that version. If it was just like everything. the MCU and Star Wars forever, I'm yeah. good. I'm but not that big of a fanboy though. I need other things, man. I'm not even that big of a fan of all those. On that subject, quick survey: favorite campy horror, Matt. Hold on, David. Favorite campy horror? Oh, I thought David had a yeah. question real quick. I always Did feel you? bad because we overpower David because <laughs> no, no, he's very fine. kind and like lets us all speak and we never listen to I'm him. I'm bad with timing and interjecting. I'm terrible at it. Just so, do it. It's what yeah. we do. We just force our way in there like... But we'll, we'll do the poll and then, I'll, and then I'll ask you guys a question. Okay. My favorite campy movie of campy all time? Campy horror. Uh, oh, shit. I'm going to... It's not necessarily horror. It's okay. more sci-fi-ish, but okay. The Giver was an old 80s film. The Giver. I've yes. never even heard of this. It's so fucking campy. And they made a sequel, um, which was even more campy. But David Hayter, the guy who was the voice of Solid Snake, and he also wrote like no. X2 and like a bunch of other stars in the second one as The Giver. And it's fucking hilarious. Like it's these nice. really cheap rubbery monster suits and he has on like this biomechanical armor. It's so fucking goofy, but I love it. I remember staying home faking being sick just so I could watch that movie over and over again. That's wow. adorable. Yes. It's, David. I mean, it's sort of a good movie, good camping movie, but, and I always forget the name, the one, Sam Raimi with the ash oh. with the chainsaw. Yeah. Evil Army, Dead. Evil yeah, Dead Evil and Dead, Army yeah. of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which one was it? Was it the Evil Dead or was he in the it's past? All, it's all one big movie. Technically, but evil, I mean, Army of Darkness was definitely the campiest of the three. Well, they were just, that was one, another one of those stories where like, they're like, we're just a bunch of film students with like six grand. Let's make a movie. Evil and Dead was. they did. Evil, evil Dead, Dead was for sure. Yeah. I, and then. I, and then by the time they did Evil Dead Two, which did was a little, a bit, little more. bit more budget, because somebody saw Evil Dead and went, "I'll I'll, I'll pay you to remake this better." They didn't do that much better. <laughs> I mean, it was still funnier. They I, found I a way to the make it like a was sequel. Sort of good, so that's why yeah, with like Ash's character, like his just mental breakdown. The whole thing, everything whole thing. was fucking the, great. Yeah. The, the setups were good. That was going to be my choice too. Army like, of Darkness is one of my favorite ones as well. I just I think I got to the Giver sooner in terms of age, but like Army of Darkness, the Boomstick, like all those classic lines yeah. are so great nowadays. Such a quotable movie. Oh, the humor is yes. fantastic. It's awesome. Him, you know, the him with the. The, the the clone the doppelganger grown out of his shoulder yes. and shit like that. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Goody oh, little two shoes. That was the other one. Fucking loved every part of that. Clatu Verata. Nickel. What's the guy's name? Bruce um, Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, one of I, my personal heroes. I, I saw him. Uh, he he was there at the showing of Bubba Hotep at nice. one, of the, one of the theaters. So he was actually there. So we saw the movie and we saw him afterwards. He was answering questions and um and there was one person in the front that had the had his book and they were trying to get it signed and he mm. kept pointing around and skipping the person the whole time. <laughs> oh boy! And it was wow. just extra extra funny. Oh man! And then at the very end, he signed their book. Nice. Nuts. He, he was trolling him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Bruce Campbell, ask his Bubba Hotep. Like, that was one of my favorite ones. Um, basically, he's Is that a horror Elvis. movie? So he yeah, plays yeah. Elvis, and who was JFK, campy. but he was black. Wasn't he? JFK yeah. was black in the nursing oh, home? Or? Something like that. And then, uh, what happened to, basically, there was like a ghost in the Bubba nursing Hotep, home. Bubba uh, Hotep. There was like a mummy that was coming and like yeah. killing all the elderly in this nursing home. Oh. And Bruce and Campbell like, plays Elvis. And then, then oh, JFK is black, actually. That's how he like got away. And he <laughs> lives this nursing home with him. <laughs> wow. And so it's they have a to weird, take him off. weird. It's goofy, but it's really good. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. mine was going to be Army of Darkness and, mm -hmm. and Evil Dead. Yeah, so but, basically, uh, what we're saying is all the campiness is mainly rooted around Bruce so Campbell. Bruce, Bruce Campy? Bruce Campy. I mean, the, I 
didn't watch too much of the TV show, but I heard it was pretty entertaining as well. Uh, I, I wanted to watch so much more of it. I just haven't gotten around to yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I watched like the first season and I just stopped for whatever reason. Like it was entertaining. I just, uh, there's so much media out there right now. Sometimes you have to like loop back around. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I liked everything I saw. It was all. Oh, it there. had the same humor. It had yeah. all of it and the over the top gore yeah. and like the goofy the characters. Fact that he's like kind of washed up and yeah, you know, it was awesome. Trying to fit back into his outfit. You yes. know, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed also like the Crypt Keeper that I watched. Oh, Tales from the Crypt. Demon, Demon Knight is still an I underrated s- movie, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, like those. I watched more of those than anything else. Yeah, that seems up your alley. Yeah, that's that's good campy horror. Yeah, yeah. but that also told really good stories. You know, in terms of like, um, just oh fuck, I can't even think of the word. I love just, that stupid like, fucking puppet, dude. Yeah, like Crypt Keeper. Yeah, the Crypt Keeper. Like, th- yeah, but like so the great. episodes had really great thematical messages, like. But they were all like, this is what happens if you go too far with something. It oh, was always a negative. Tales. Yeah, and they yeah, were always was, negative. Uh, but what were they? Fables, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's one I remember. It was like this old guy and his, you know, his trophy wife, and she was going to divorce him. So he kept trying to change his body mm-hmm. to like this jacked muscle figure. And by the end, you realize it was just his voice that was turning her off because the muscle bound dude oh, no. has his old, like has his own voice, like the young voice. Mm-hmm. And the old man has this jacked body, but he still has his, his own young. old man voice. And that was what, <laughs> like, and it was great. It was like this little thing. Yeah. Oh man. That's awesome. All right, David, interject, go. Uh, so, so everyone here is a writer to some degree, but I was curious if you guys like watching movies about writers. Um, like Trumbo is one that came out a little while ago. And then there's a new one on Netflix about Mank. Um, Mank, yeah. I just, I just watched it. was Johnny movie. Depp. Uh, oh, S- S- Secret Window. Secret, Secret Window, window. Yeah. yeah. I liked that one. That one was good. Um, generally speaking, Barton Fink. Barton Fink. <laughs> I generally don't like um, movies that deal with writers because I think usually it's kind of a cliche. Like we're all crazy. Um, yeah, what was the one misery. with? Uh, misery. Well, no, he wasn't crazy. She was. Yeah, it still dealt with a writer. What was the True. one adaptation? Spike oh, Jones. Yeah, yeah. Spike Jones did no, one with that was, adaptation um, with oh, uh, Nicholas Cage. Who is that writer? He did um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Oh, oh Charlie Kaufman. Cine, Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, he yeah. did like Cinedouch and things like. I that. I mean, I like Charlie Kaufman. He's he, but I mean that's a guy that's a he's a walking anxiety. Like if you he see really him is, talk, yeah. like he he yeah. talks about his anxiety excessively. Like he just that's probably how he deals with it though. Oh, it absolutely. He said that's like his cathartic outlet. But like it takes him forever to finally get the courage to start writing. Yeah, I can I can relate. <laughs> but uh, I mean, fourteen oh eight. I actually just watched that again last night with my girlfriend, um, and she hated me for it. Was that Cusack? Yes. So he plays an author in the same realm. But I think that I think if the movie's done really well. It's fine to have him as writer as long as it like adds thematically to it because his writer, his character was a good writer at one point. His daughter dies and then he had no longer has faith in anything. So he, he starts going to these places that are haunted to try to get some idea that there's an afterlife, like get hope. Ooh. But he never finds one. So he's just become this cynical kind of writer who doesn't care about anything. And then he goes to this hotel room and deals with all his traumas. It's a great horror film because it focuses on one person. And it's time. so good. Hmm. Sadly, I didn't know this. The um, theatrical version and the ending and the scenes no longer exist. Like you can find the ending, the original ending on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. but all like streaming services, if you go out and buy the DVD, they have the original alternate ending, which Is didn't do well Mandela with Mandela effect. Huh? Is this the Mandela effect? I don't know what that was. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> which, which one was better, the original or the... So the theatrical version is much better. So in the alternate ending, 
he, uh, John Cusack dies and there's a funeral that Samuel Jackson goes to and tries to give the belongings they found in the room back to his ex-wife and she says no and Samuel Jackson goes to his car and plays the tape where you know there's the audio of John Cusack talking with his dead daughter because the room brought her back only to have her die in his arms which is Ugh. tragic but he hears it and then like he looks in the Sounds room like you're still a bit broken from that it is heartbreaking there's I'll tell you one line that really actually still sticks with me but he looks in the rearview mirror and there's like a burnt John Cusack in the back of the car and then it disappears oh. And it's a really jarring ending because it was like a, it was a jump scare. It's very cheap. Mm. Now the theatrical version, the one Sometimes they released, those are the best though. If you use them right, oh my god, those can be so good. If used right, but for the story, it didn't make sense with him to have a jump scare ending, like because he was dealing with all of, like trying to figure out there's an afterlife, like coming to terms with him. I could see it. It's a little. It's you got to kind of wedge it in there. Yes, but the original, the one they reshot for the theatrical version, uh, he survives the room. For, like fire people, like you know, uh, firemen come in and pull him out. And he's sitting, he's done, he's writing a new book based on the room and like is very hopeful and optimistic. And his ex-wife is like helping him move out of his apartment and he plays the tape because she doesn't believe that he saw her in the room. Like he's like, okay, I'm glad you came to terms with it. And he plays the tape and you hear him having the conversation with his daughter and like she drops everything and looks at him and he just gives like a little barely noticeable like smirk. Like he has a line that says, you know, sometimes we can't um, avoid memories. We just have to learn to deal with them and make them hurt less, which was his whole thing. He was avoiding his emotions oh. and not mm. confronting it. And that ending was so good because it was like, I've come to terms with it, but here's the thing. There's something else after this. So then it's they're like, be it's okay. dead jump scare. Yeah. And they, and then they haven't, I do love jump a good scare. jump scare. It's fine. Yeah. It's a good jump scare, but like, it's, like, like, it's, why, it's why I like doing haunted houses. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what they're all about. Oh uh, but God. no, there's one line actually where in the room, he has a vision of his father who has Alzheimer's so, and like his father was kind of an asshole to him, mm-hmm. but he goes into the bathroom and it's now changed into like this dark, uh, it's like a light blue, almost like nursing home setting where it's very cold and very alone. And he's by himself. And the dad's like, where am I? What's going on? And John Cusack comes up to him. And he's like, dad, and the dad says this to him and like this, he has a scary looking grin on his face. And he said, as you are, I once was, as I am, you will be. That's a oh. terrifying thing to think about given like Alzheimer's being genetic and Maybe. just like that fear. And it's one line. Yeah. This is like, coming. Ugh. Yeah. It was horrifying. Yeah. To, ugh. I get chills thinking about it. Ooh. Well, I'm going to go watch that again. It's so good. Yeah. I really highly recommend it. You know, what my wife and I have been watching is um, The Green Mile. It's mm-hmm. a long movie. It's about mm-hmm. three hours, eight minutes, which is the theatrical version. I think the director's cut was like almost four hours. Jesus, Frank. Yeah, right. Darabon. Thank you. Thank you, Darabon. Although um, the reason why we jumped into watching this was because she just finished reading the book. Mm-hmm. And so uh, she's never seen it. She's never read it. What? So. Yeah, so we're kind of in that journey, right? You know, I gotta and say, I think good. I think I've only seen it by watching it in chunks and then mm-hmm. piecing it together. I mean, some of the things still don't like it doesn't really fit nowadays, like especially with some of the way they treat John Coffey. Like, well, of course, I, for the time not. frame it, it makes sense, like the way they would talk to him and right. things like that. But like watching now, you're like, ooh, it's just a good, it's a good story. It's a good human film. Dark ending. There, well, well, I, I can't King? remember. We haven't finished it. Yeah, just it was. Yet. It was Stephen that's, King. That's the make sure making sure I'm thinking of the right one. That's the one with um, uh, who's in it. That's uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Okay, yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, yeah, R.I.P. Okay. Yeah, oh, fuck. He's that, huge. That man. boy's cheese done slid off his cracker. That's <laughs> what awesome line. What is that from? It's saying he's crazy. 
Oh, was yeah, that in the movie? Of, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it in like a while. So, but one of the lines from so the movie long. is that boy's cheese doesn't slid off his cracker. That's great. Yeah. The uh, the movie is love so phrase. long yes. that we've been watching it in chunks. You yeah, have we to. can only you know we've been watching it's like, like forty five minutes. Almost the only way I consume it. movies these days. I don't necessarily my old man like bladder. You know, <laughs> old man bladder. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pause and take a nap. I don't necessarily like doing movies that way. I have to finish them, but because I've seen this movie before and my wife watches movies very um, staccato. Uh, yeah. So isn't a miniseries basically a long movie? Yeah, yeah but that's like seven sure. or eight hours, technically yeah. speaking. That's actually how I prefer to consume media these days because then you get like like 45 minute to hour long chunks. You get more story overall. You get, it's effectively like a six to eight hour movie. Quibi, yeah, are you paying yeah. attention? This is why you fucking yeah. failed. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the weird part about this, though, and this is the funny to me in all this, is we'll sit there and be like, oh, how long's the movie? Like, I don't know. It's three hours. Ugh, I don't know. I don't want to do that. But what will end up happening is there's 10 episodes that are an hour long, and you'll binge watch it the entire day and not even think twice. But you can also get breaks. I think that's what kind of what Sean was getting at. It's like, you can stop for a minute. You can get breaks. breaks. You can pause. Yeah, but if you stop during a movie, like you can stop after an episode. Yeah, there's a, a, there's a bit of finality. Momentum. Yeah, it yeah. loses all that forward momentum. Um, yeah, well, once I, I get once though. I get a few episodes in, the whole rest of the movie, the whole rest of the miniseries, I'm thinking, I hope they don't ruin this with the ending. And they, oh yeah, that's ending. the worst part because well, that's the hardest part is yeah. expectation towards the end because you're building, you're building, building, building. It's really difficult to satisfy anybody with a with an ending. I mean, yeah, I mean, how many can like TV series can you count like on your hands that have had good endings? I can think of like maybe three. If One that for me, I mean, Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad. <laughs> Mad Men. I thought it a great. I didn't ending. like Mad Men that much. And that's that's uh, per- Fringe. Like fringe. I think Fringe went off the rails toward the I think, end. I think I think it was agreed. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, but it's like still, season five or season. At the four end of it, I wasn't like, like "Why the fuck did they do that?" It was more like, "Okay, yeah. like I'm I'm all right with this." It, yeah, I binged know, Breaking Bad. It was but, it was the 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 uh, was a, the um, metaphorical walking off into the sunset. Yeah, you know, sure. And so. I, I didn't see the last episode Jesus of Breaking Bad. Christ. You better just fucking interject. <laughs> <this. laughs> just, yeah. Go ahead. You go gotta ahead. wait for Sean to take a bite of the donut, and then you <laughs> go can ahead. get it. I was trying there. to interrupt before he finished. No, go, his ahead. go ahead. But uh, yeah, uh, anytime. I, I binge Breaking Bad. Yeah, see, that's where it is. But then I couldn't. I can't sit through the movie. I, oh, I the, uh, sit the Cadillac movie. or whatever it's called. One yeah, with Aaron I can't. Ball. I can't get to the end. I think it's just different. That's you know, Walter White's not in it, and I think he's a big driving force, obviously, of the mm-hmm. show. I think Aaron Paul's a fine actor. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad yes. he's finally gotten some notoriety. I still remember he's seeing a him one note though, kind of. But I remember seeing him way back in the day in Van Wilder. He has a very small scene where um, Van Wilder's dad comes to a party, and Aaron Paul runs out, and he's got like a lingerie dress on. And the dad's like, I'm looking for Van Wilder. He's like, any one of these four rooms, Gramps, and like wanders off. It's such and a... And that's it? Yeah. It's a little a, cameo? Yeah, it's a little cameo. Um, but I remember seeing him like, he was funny. And then shit, 10, 15 years later, he's finally on a show. Like, Didn't he do Need for Speed also? He, he did. That was right after um, Breaking Bad ended. Not a good transition. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. You know, I have there been a lot of TV stars that have transitioned well to film? I mean, I, th- I would say it's at least as good as Fast and Furious sequels. The, uh, I can't think of any. No, no, that wasn't meant head. to be a compliment. A <laughs> yeah, no. I've seen a lot of actors come from film, from to, TV. film to TV yeah. really well, but I, I don't think I've seen very many go from. Hmm. The yeah, direction. there haven't been many that have left like a TV show. Like you haven't seen uh, a lot of The Walking Dead. People haven't been in film. Like they've either transitioned to other shows or something like that. 
I just don't know if there's like a block to it. Like I'm th- I think of like video game mm-hmm. actors and stuff like that. Like I don't see or recognize very many faces unless they're previously celebrities. Like I like there's gotta be some weird middle ground there of like doing voice action, motion capture and like, you know, being a model for it and then being an actor as well. Like why wouldn't those two, like if you translate. see a video game, yeah, if you see a video game, like, all right, this actor did really well. Why wouldn't that translate into, uh, you know, a film or a TV? I, the only, th- like I said, Keanu Reeves for this new 2077 or whatever uh, video game is like one of the few that I can think oh, of. Oh, one here's something funny is oh, it, it, Jason Momoa used to be a motion capture actor. I'm, no shit. Before he was a big actor. Well, yeah, I think he I'm had so done proud some of shows. right now for interjecting. <laughs> what boy? One of a stu- uh, in, in Exile, they, they almost hired him to do a fantasy game motion capture. Oh, that's and, cool. And then um, Max, who's there. He was super excited. He's like, "Oh, there's this dude. He's huge. We're gonna get him to be the motion capture actor." And I was like, "I, I, I was like that. I, you know, it, it, it passed without thought." Uh-huh. He showed me pictures, and I was like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter what he looks like. It, you know, it matters how he motion captures." Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. The, and then yeah. later, literally on, anybody like, could be in that suit. I could yeah. do it. That's true. Just don't put any. That was my first exposure to him. Well, that was also, but I think it also does translate well though to actual acting. Like, look it at does. Um, I was totally wrong. Andy said, <laughs> well, look at Andy Circus. Like mm-hmm. he started out completely motion captured doing Gollum and doing all those other things. And he's now been in like Avengers and some other movies where he's a really good actor. He's also a really good director. Yes. I'm actually really excited to see what he does with the sequel to Venom. Yeah. I'm really excited for that. Have you guys seen all the hype on cyberpunk? I don't understand playing. the hype. What is it? I've been playing. I know it. the game, but like, why is it so hyped? Is it, is it Gary's got a fucking boner right Gary's now. Gary's the only one here who's played it. I don't so. know, man. So I've, what I've is this? I don't, but what's your, what's your take on it, Gary? If you're playing it. Well, there's there's two points to this. First point is no I don't have a PS5 to play it in all of its glory. So mm-hmm. keep that in perspective. It's a beautiful game. So you playing game. it on PC or what? I'm playing it on a P- PS4. Okay. Mm-hmm. So keep that in perspective. Um, everybody and all the algorithms in the world bought all the PS5s. So I'm, yeah. not, <laughs> I'm not looking to spend $1,200 on th- something that I know is only $500. So, yeah. Right. The other thing, too, is I think just the game world itself is really engaging so far. The narrative, the way that they built out the world. Um, there was a uh, there was a cyber e-punk style show on Netflix that I can't remember where they basically had... Um, they were able to upload and download their consciousness in these uh, bags or these bodies that they would be able to. It's actually really good. I, they I called enjoyed it sleep. It. What's it? Uh, sleep, altered carbon. Altered carbon. Yeah. Which no. is really good. So there's like an altered Brilliant. carbon. No, you didn't like it. No. Oh, we'll, get, we'll, get back, we'll get back to it. Oh. We'll finish this. I enjoyed it. I'm, I like sci-fi that mm-hmm. way. Um, that's, second season. That's I didn't really get into <laughs> the first season. I was okay with uh, anyway, but there's like that altered carbon kind of vibe to the world that we're in Um, and you get to choose it's an RPG. So you get to choose your own kind of directional path and all that stuff. So for me, outside of the visuals that are absolutely gorgeous in the game, um, the actual narrative that's happening is pretty neat too. So I'm, I'm not very deep in the game yet and I'm working really hard not to find any uh, walkthroughs or anything like that. Great. Great. You're playing so far so good. No, you haven't started playing. Oh, okay. No, that's yeah. why I said no. Spoilers. Oh, I thought you. Okay, yeah. I thought you were going to compare and contrast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gameplay right now, game mechanics, all that type of stuff, pretty straight, pretty good. Uh, though I will say that um, I'm playing since I'm playing on PlayStation. I don't know what the transition is to PC, but uh, you know, X is a lot of the interact for PlayStation. They shifted the X to circle, and there's a lot of sub menus happening because there's a mm-hmm. lot more things you can do, like hacking and. Um, uh, 
anyway, just, just a lot of different elements that you can sure. do. So they're kind of hidden menus underneath. Um, so that's going to take some getting used to. And again, I've only played maybe an hour so far of the overall gameplay. So still very, very um, young in this, but so it's, far so good. It's one of those games. They spent eight years making it and you can, and, but also too, the game I heard it isn't completely done yet I'm <laughs> they, assuming, yeah. because no. um. It's they release games before they're done. Like basically, the first people to get to play it are are glorified playtesters, really. And they paid for that. Yeah, and yeah. and and now hmm. now the public understands this. This is part of the experience. You get to be first, and um. But yeah, I heard the dialogue response system, the AI dialogue response system, was is like one of the best. I mean, it's pretty neat. Like so far, like I said, so far so good. The one thing that I do like, and this may be a spoiler, may not be a spoiler, which I think was kind of funny, is that you can actually choose your character's genitals. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge thing they were talking about. You can actually make it non-binary. You can like, make it exactly thing. like you can have a Ken doll, or you can have that's a guy with a pussy, or you know, cool. a woman with a dick. Or I heard you know, it's causing problems with some of the clothing. Is the junk is is cl- uh, is clipping through the pants? Nice. Well, and that's the interesting part because yeah. free show with, with the guy. Interesting. With the guy, you can actually. <laughs> you know you can pick a penis right and then you can either choose whether you want it to be a small penis or a big penis. oh my god like <laughs> you know? what does you know this what? actually add to the gameplay value well the interesting is thing it is a slider or is it a, a it's toggle a, it's a toggle yeah it's okay, a toggle my slider what i understand <laughs> is how big do i want this thing oh do i want god. this thing to be conan a giant banana exiles? or do i want it to be a little bit of a you know a little mushroom tip i don't know conan exiles it's a slider is it? <laughs> and you can control the length you can control the ball size. You can control the sag. No the fuck there are, are mods to give it even more control so that you oh, can like really change funny. it to like this weird super long thing that like hangs down to your knees. Uh, what? And, what? Dude, it's it's the, bizarre. Well, what's interesting about it because from what I can understand, probably what for I can like the role play community, you know, clearly these things, Sean. Good. <laughs> oh. We may have a first fight. Standoff. Oh he's, he's about to lunge at me over he the He brought table. donuts, so I'm not going to get so angry. All right. uh, what's interesting about the gameplay, it's um, it's for adults. So, like, there's strippers, you know, one of the first uh, openings. I love how that's the first thing you say. It's for adults. There's strippers. Like, well, that's what it means to be there's an There's a lot of sexual well, well, t- types of things. Like, in the future, <laughs> you know, the people are very open to their sexuality in the future. So, I'm curious where the game's going to go to make you... Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. Um, there's... I'm guessing that there's going to be, um, you know, quests or whatever you're going to go through where that penis size is going to help with some sort of narrative that would be the dumbest thing ever thing. that would be so dumb uh, i don't know why what would that do how's that add gameplay value uh i don't i mean i guess for me thinking about it it could add value if you're in a in a moment where you're supposed to get something done and you have to be Tie it with to your dick no, you have to you have to you like seduce in your somebody. You have to seduce somebody or whatever. And depending on whether she likes a big dick or a small dick, and wherever you chose gives you a different path of narrative. Yeah, that's gonna you be know? a hard pass for me, dog. Well, you know, whatever. That just makes no I, sense. I think I think, I think it makes that, tons of sense. I think that your quest completion being like dependent on whether or not the NPCs a size queen. It's not queen. necessarily. <laughs> it's not, I, I think, think that's it's necessarily. I think it's interesting, but it's. It's kind of weak storytelling. Well, I don't stream weak. Well, yeah, maybe to you guys, I can see it from a from a writing perspective from video games being branching points, branching moments. Right? Okay. You guys are thinking about a very very okay. linearly. It's not necessarily to bring linear. up something David's brought up before. There's no innovation in video games. I could see how this could be maybe 
somebody trying something new in video games, like you say, for a different kind of gameplay aspect. Potentially. And and this could just be something we don't recognize because it's so foreign. I think it's so new. Potentially. But it just it just feels derivative. Like unless being non-binary or having these things is important, which I given everything that's been heard about it, I haven't heard this being a thing. I haven't really looked up on it too much, so don't fucking quote me on it. But it's just like a fun little tool to play with. That's what it sounds like, and that's you kind don't, of I don't know. I, I think I, I wouldn't mind if it was a if it was a feature in the game if they put it like pretty far under the hood. If you didn't, if you actually didn't like life, so to you, speak. If you if you actually didn't know <laughs> that your cho- certain choices that you make are affecting, you just know that some people get some options, some people get other options. And, it's and actually right, calculating yeah. a bunch of things you're not aware of. But I think because be, they can see your hog through your pants. Yeah, your whole game shouldn't. <laughs> but your, I think your whole would, game shouldn't be affected by it. That would be but. something that'd be more interesting to explore, given like race. Like if a black person, a white person, you know, some kind of racial tension. That would make sense, but not just based off. And that could actually, honestly, go the same way with someone who's non-binary and you know being Ooh. discriminated that way. That could definitely be a thing. But unless it is very integral to the story. It just seems like a little bell and whistle for someone to play with. Like, look, we have a it probably is thing. a bell and whistle. Yeah, it just nah. most likely. Well, you know what? I could see it being uh, like you say. Like it's it's <laughs> bell and whistle. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, my new imagery. That, just, that, that took a second, but no. Um, so I think that, like you say, it just it's just there because I think that you know people want to identify with the hero. You know, people want to this put themselves right. in that situation. And it's actually part of why Keanu Reeves has been touted as one of the best action stars is because he's so gender he, fluid. He's he's beautiful. Yeah. No, uh, he wasn't. No, was it breathtaking? That's that's the quote. You're breathtaking. Mm. Um, but no, um, he's he has such a neutral expression. Yeah, like in his style, that he is uh, easier for us to replace with ourselves. Interesting. That's a really and, good point. Uh, no, that's that that's just one of the takes. So it's like why Gary Neo does not necessarily agree. What? No, but I mean that's okay. I, I we we often disagree. That's true. I mean, look at him. Ooh. Well, just look at that face. Do you remember making. people were upset <laughs> about Keanu Reeves being an action star before the Matrix came out? I, I mean, do not. I mean, this. speed happened, but there were people that are like, point oh, break. yeah, Point Break. Yeah, people thought of him as sort of you know. Well, I think Freeze. Bill and Ted didn't help. Like yeah. they gave him this very dumb. People persona. were a lot of people were thinking Bill and Ted being an action star. But he's He's always been that character since he he started that character. I mean, well, even in like Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, that was the worst performance I've ever seen him give because he tried Devil's to Advocate. You have he was fine in that. You have actually seen that was pretty good. Well, well, oh, I have that. Where the yeah, script in the Matrix the helped one. was that um, was that he was supposed to be naive. He was supposed to be going through totally. this journey that he wasn't in control of. You kind Absolutely. of the people were expecting an Arnold or a, you know type person or a, no a, way. No, we needed yeah. a Bruce Banner. We He's an everyman. We need he's someone who's every man. Joe Everyman. He Absolutely, wasn't really assertive yeah. till the very end, and then it was okay. Right. And, I wouldn't even say until the very end. I would say the moment he starts fighting with because he asked to learn more. That's a that's mm-hmm. an actual choice. I mean, even waking up, he makes an actual choice to wake up from the Matrix. So like he's progressive. He's acting then. He may not be as strong but -hmm. from that moment on he's actually kind of pushing store forward he's learning more right um he's the one who decides to go and save morpheus he's the one who fights back like he does he does make a lot of like well all this stuff is more relatable so i can see how sean is saying like he's he's like an i'm talking about the physicality he's like like a specific but also an every guy yeah the way he starts out he's literally in a cubicle he looks like an Mm -hmm. everyday person he doesn't really do much like we can all relate to that purely on his like like 
more specifically it, his facial expression. Yeah, I can the, see that. The physicality of how he acts makes it easier for us to replace our face and our person with him that is some psychological and, and be the hero. And this is why we go, oh, okay, now I can I can imagine myself in this situation and attach myself to this story and this character better. And it's it may not even be something we're consciously doing. It's more of like a lizard brain thing for us to just go, could I do that? Well, I think every dog owner was like, I would totally John Wick. Like, they're like, I can picture myself becoming counter oh, if someone yeah, no, killed if, my dog. If somebody killed my dog, murder. God help them. Oh, yeah. But, you know, whatever gods they believe in, they're going to need them. It. No. no. And, <laughs> um, and, and I'd be like, I'd be like a, like a fat John Wick. I'd be like, I'm going to find you and I'm going to sit on you until your whole operation crumbles. John Thick. John Thick. Yes. Did we just come up with a new Oh movie? my God. A new superhero. We are creating a parody of this. John Thick. John Thick. Yeah. Oh my God. Patton. What's up, y'all? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we you so heard it here first. But so this is going to be Walrus. Yes. Right. This is going to end up happening. It really could be. So back to cyberpunk. <laughs> this is, this is the moment you've been waiting for Gary. Okay. But yeah, no, uh, John Thick. No, but uh, back John to Thicke. back to Cyberpunk. I would say that maybe that option to pick your bits has been put there just so that people can associate with their character. Oh, more. definitely, is. potentially, and I that may a be the reasons. entire mechanic. My I thing becomes that. this: when you have options like that, like when you're making movies, when you're creating a video game, like the choices that are being made are not arbitrary. They're there for particular reasons, whether we know what they are up front yeah. or not. So it may be surface level. It may be. It, may it be begs the question to me because I'm still learning, you know, I'm still going through this game. Mm-hmm. It begs the question to me, why did they make the that a choice? And is that going to come through the game? Yeah. I can create scenarios in my brain of why that may come in the game later down the road, right? And games are not linear. Video games are branching narratives. I think so, it's pure fantasy. You mm-hmm. know, so I think at the end of the day, it may have something to do with it, may not have something to do with it. I just thought it was rather interesting that you actually get that choice. That's the first game mm-hmm. I've played that I get, that I've gotten the choice to make, you know, to, to make a, that in depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not know? the first one. Well, no, I'm sure it's, it's not, not the first, it's the first one, one, but I think I that played. depth, that detail, yeah. like you can mm-hmm. definitely do it in like, um, uh, what's, what's the Dark Souls? Like you can choose your player. You can do it in like Bloodborne. Like you can choose the way they look. But I think this depth of detail is the first for sure. One of the, one of the other things that I thought was really interesting or maybe was not that, since I don't fucking know. I would, I would say the, the depth and detail is there in Conan Exiles, but it's. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that because that just sounds fucking weird. It is. Right. That's the point. But why is that? But I don't know. Why is it called Conan? Because it's it takes place in the Conan universe. What the fuck? You, have you ever heard of Conan the Barbarian? Yes, I know what Conan the Barbarian is. There's a whole is. comic book series, a set of movies. It was a book. There's a book. There's a That's whole, how it started. There's I think, a figures. whole. There's a whole. Yes, Arnold Conan and then Jason Momoa coincidentally did it too. Really, Jason Momoa was the Conan the remake. Like and it was so bad. I didn't. I didn't hear about this. That so man anyways, has a, no, there's a whole Conan universe. Yeah, and this game takes place in that world. And it's it's actually a pretty fun game. Makes me sad for you, but that said, that said, um, they have a ton of detail. But I think that what Gary's saying is that Cyberpunk has more like versatility because so far I haven't been in a video game where I pick a male character and can pick female genitals or none. Mm-hmm. You know, normally it's like if you have a masculine body, you have man bits. What did you pick, Gary? 
What did you pick? You got a vagina. <laughs> tell, me, tell me you picked the vagina. No, I went straight vanilla, boys. Mm. I got a wait, regular. Wait, Kendall? Is yeah. that vanilla? Wait, yeah. did, no, you gave yourself no dick? No, I gave myself a mediocre size. You dick. straight up started with an S, which made me think you almost said small. Uh, I did actually give him a small dick. What the fuck? Well, Just, I want to see what happens. small compared to what a fantasy action hero should have, which is clearly going to be 18 inches plus. It depends on how you think about it. It's a fucking weapon. Yeah, exactly. He's like, uh, add 10 points to attack. (laughs) My dick's four inches. (laughs) Unfortunately, Sneak is down by 10 points. (laughs) My dick's four inches across. Jesus, that's too much. So this week, while I was surfing the internet like one does, I came across a really interesting article about a six-year-old that got banned from Call of Duty. And... Duh? I don't know. What do you guys think? It's it's a difficult position for me because he was playing with his dad. And I think I sent all you guys the article. Phrasing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Are we I, not doing I, phrasing I, anymore? I, 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 tend to do that. I tend to do that, don't I? Um, he was... I, fuck it. He was playing with his dad, you know, on the, the on game. The, on the game. On the video game. On the video game. On a Twitter. Uh, Twitch, really Twitch yeah, for a six. They keep saying for a six year old, he was good. I, if he's smashing, he's smashing, regardless of age. Right. I think he's really funny. He, he's really good for a six year old. I'm like, how good? Like, if he's murdering he's really good a, for a human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm a little torn around this because the, the issue that's happening or arising is because it's a 18 plus game, I guess. And he's a six year old, but I feel like he's, if his dad's cool with it and they're kind of monetizing off of it anyway, I don't, I don't see the bigger issue. Which one of the guys here again is the video game experts. Like I know Sean, you are a bit David, you've worked on video games. Like what's, yeah, I've worked on games, but I'm not like a super avid game player. Okay. I just play enough to stay in the know. And read enough news, but I'm not Sean's sh- probably the closest expert. So we Sean have would be. All right, what is your opinion then, Sean? So uh, I think it's a publicity stunt. Uh, I think cool. somebody. I think that somebody made a bad call, and they're turning it to their advantage. The mm. kid's six. Yeah, the game's eighteen plus, but that he was playing it with parental supervision the entire time. Right. So did they turn blood off or something? It I don't shouldn't know. matter. Right. Just shouldn't matter at all. I mean that. You can take your kids to an R-rated movie if you want. It's definitely not yeah. illegal. Yeah, it's, it's it's not if you are under eighteen, it's illegal for you to play this game. It's you know eighteen plus is under eighteen. You should have parental supervision. That's hmm. the guideline. And yeah, so he got anything. banned based on his age being below that limit. Hmm. And I think that it is one of two things. Either they're like, okay, this kid's got some notoriety. Let's capitalize on this by. By banning him and then going, oh, we don't know what happened, which is what they're saying. Oh, we're I work- didn't hear that. We're working on this together with them, and now they're now they can come off as altruistically, you know, putting things back right. Huh. That's that's my that's I my. Guess, I guess prediction. that is a win win because they could they could actually say, oh, well, we we tried to deal with the situation, yep. and they can also say, oh, well, we put them back in the game, so they're heroes yep. both ways. Right. I guess. It's exactly, and I think they're playing that angle. Did they did they put him back in the game though? I haven't. Not yet. Updated on it. Oh, yeah, okay. No. Not okay. that I'm aware of. Anyways. Well, yeah. no, I mean. It's weird to me, though. I definitely agree that they're. It's just strange that they would pick him. Like, yeah, they said he's good. So he must. Like, if he's on Twitch and he's doing really well, he must be really good. Yeah. For them to pick him out. Because I guarantee there are young kids, eight, nine, 
were playing it and they're not stopping them. No. Yeah. Like I think it may have been the Twitch thing. And yeah, I think there was an aspect of, okay, we need to act on this because someone either pointed it out to them, did something. There's a whistleblower to some extent, like you got a six year old playing, like, are you serious? <clears throat> you know, some fucking Karen out there. Yeah. Maybe it's a little like Macaulay culkin where it's like, how much money was that kid making from playing call of duty? And they were like looking at this kid being oh. like, hmm. Uh, I don't know. The six-year-old kid's making crap a ton of money for the parents, right? I, I mean, I don't know what his following is on Twitch or any of his sponsorships or anything like that. But I right. know Twitch right now is doing a lot of weird things where they're like they they've uh, demon they didn't demonetize, but they like deactivated a lot of people's accounts. Right? Uh, yeah, because of all the uh, DMCA strikes. And that the was fuck it. What does that mean? So, uh, oh God, I can't remember what it stands for. It's basically it's a copyright protection uh, act that means that you can't use copyrighted material and if you do then you could basically receive a strike that would get your account banned. Huh. Yeah, but they've been doing it with a lot of big twitchers, right? Like Dr. Disrespect got just being pieced out. He got and then pieced they out for fall. something else though. But then nobody knows. This is the weirdest thing that's going on. So this six year old thing I think is like one of those um you know kind of pegs in this overall story, right? Because there's been some really, really big Twitch streamers that have been getting kicked off of Twitch, um, not necessarily off of Call of Duty. And I guess the kid didn't get banned from his Twitch account. He only no. got banned from Call of Duty. Correct. So I don't, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a weird thing that's been happening over like the last six months though. So I don't know if it was anything related to that stuff. It's just, I mean, I agree on the point that, that, the father was present. Like there is a year stage on there's like, you can take your kids to an 18, like an R rated movie as long as there's parental supervision. Sure. Why is that any different from a video game? Especially like I get it. If like the kids trying to like listen to other players talk, because guess what? People on the internet are just fucking awful. Yeah. But I mean, that's still like that. The dad's there. Yeah, and, and he could be wearing okay with it. and he could be yeah. wearing the headphones himself, like dealing with all the people talking shit yeah. while his son just plays. Like there are a lot of things. Yes. Well, here, here's a point is, um, I'm not against the kid playing. I'm just playing devil's advocate on this. I, okay. I think, I, I'd, oh I'd rather God. the company stay out of you know certain decisions that are parental decisions. But just to play devil's advocate, there there have been people kicked off YouTube because of exploiting their children, like playing pranks on their children that that are oh, yeah. But that dead. oh, I feel like that, that becomes this, my this question. Isn't the same, but maybe they consider someone might consider it exploiting. exploiting. That father of five or whatever that, that channel was, where the guy <sighs> yeah. was. Literally oh, like, I forgot about that fucker, dude. He what happened? Like, I didn't even so hear this. He's like such a, a piece of shit. He's like trailer park trash man. Like he's got like five kids. Like they didn't they like physically abuse these kids. Like they Something they got awful. the kids to like abuse each other. Like yeah, they would camera. fight each other for like these families. Like oh, we're so and sorry. Like, we oh, know. this is just how we joke around. This is what we do. Yeah. You teach each other to beat the shit out of each other. What are you talking and like, about? And the youngest of the kids was like like on camera like no, you don't listen to me. He was like five and he's like, no, you aren't listening to me. You need to stop this. I'm yeah, not they okay. Were hurting each other. I'm, I'm tired of your jokes. They're not funny. And he posted it? And this shit gets posted up and like it, it spawned this whole thing, this oh whole investigation. Goodness. The kid got rehomed to a family member. Whoa. Yeah, it was like yet another thing about YouTubers just like not understanding the boundaries of like human 
requirements. Like, and he, like he, as bad as it sounds, like you could tell, like if you saw this dude, you'd be like, all right, you shop at Walmart regularly. I fucking get hey, it. Hey, I shop at Walmart regularly. Hey, here's the thing. I do too. I love that. Place. But he's one of those people that like you would see on the, you know, like Walmart shoppers mm-hmm. who have like the butterfly tattoo above their ass or something. And it, That's the dad. And was, it, was it also, is, is this shit. the people where oh they, oh my um, God. Yeah, is this the one where where the where is actually his stepchildren? It wasn't necessarily all his. Oh children. shit! I didn't know that. Is that? I, I might be mixing I, up I stories. I can't verify that. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, Sean's yeah. on it. Investigation one hundred and one. Back in the research room. <laughs> but does maybe that doesn't apply to to the. I mean, regardless, it's just fucking stupid. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't put your kids in the limelight hurting each other. Number one, right. but don't mm-hmm. do that just because you want attention. Like, I get that people want. People want that fame nowadays. That has become a very toxic thing. Like people want to be noticed. They want to be seen. Kind of we're doing the same thing, but we are not being seen on the faces. So it's okay. Not Um, yet though. Not yet. But I mean, this Call of Duty thing isn't even remotely that situation. No, not at all. The kid was okay. He was having fun. The dad was there with him. Yeah, it was supporting him, keeping him Mm -hmm. safe. We have no idea where the money was going, and that wasn't even the issue brought up. It was just that he was six 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 years old because he's six, and it's an eighteen plus game. Which isn't their job to monitor. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred percent the parents' responsibility, and he seemed okay with it. Yes, they were making money, and I, I do think that is probably a big thing that you're talking about. I mean, that's that's the only thing that I can think of that because the kid's been playing for how long too? Like, why just now? But that's not that's not that's not the the purview of the game creator. That's that would be the purview of Twitch mm. to handle that. Oh, okay, okay. Monetization is up to Twitch, not the game creator. So, do you think Call uh, of Duty like came yeah. in was like you need to stop this? Like, well, no, because they Call of Duty canceled it. Twitch didn't care because yep. clearly they're yeah. just playing. Twitch it. did nothing. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes special interest groups will threaten. I mean, it could be an issue oh, of that. They were probably trying to dance yeah. around a potential problem and go, "We don't want heat right now, so we're just going to go ahead and just quietly ban this kid." And, and then it happened nothing. So quietly, story. But how is this like heat? Like the, he, they, oh, this is what blows my mind. It's like this isn't he. Like this kid was playing a video game with his father. It's not like he was sitting in a basement surrounded by fucking, you know, machine guns, Weird. plotting out and, murdering and, at his high school. And most children aren't good at things. If you have a kid that's good at something, <laughs> you, you, you kind of want to encourage it, even if it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but you suck at this, but one day you'll get better. But so, yeah, if someone's totally naturally is. good at something, you want to encourage that for sure. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, you guys being dads. Would you let Ooh. them play Call of Duty? One hundred percent. Ooh, at that age. Yep. At six. Okay. No, I, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, shelter my son from foul language or from toys that were guns or anything like that because I wanted him to, I wanted to take the oomph out of a lot of stuff that sure. kids will use because it's impactful. But if you take like, like you know, cussing or you know, uh, violent video games or whatever. But if you take all the magic out of that. All of a sudden, it's just another mundane thing, and they're familiar with it, and they use it wisely instead of, you know, using it to push buttons. Right. Yeah, and, it's not like a taboo either. Yeah, and my son, he is a great kid, and he's reasonably well-behaved most of the time, and he's only ever uh, really acted out um, a handful of times in his life as far as, you know. That you know. Yeah, as far as that I know. I mean, know. he's nice. he's lived very far from me, so I'm not, you know, with him 24-7, unfortunately, but... um. Uh, so he, you're a hard yes. Yeah, no, you're absolutely. Like, I, whatever. I, playing with people who are cussing on voice or, you know, a violent video game with guns, it's fine because he was raised to understand the difference mm-hmm. from, I mean, from day 
one. Yeah. See, and that's the interesting thing. And I do want to get your, your thought on this, David, but that's the interesting thing to me is like growing up for all of us playing video games. I, we've heard this argument so many times, violent video games leads to violent children and violent things. I think um, to me, one, it's a, it's a cop out at the end of the day. For sure. Um, two, you, I think you, Sean, you have it 100% right. Like you kind of have to teach them like, this is a fantasy. This is not real life right to what i guess call of duty mildly could be but you know it's that this is an environment that we're in you know yeah as, you, as, so as far as, as far as my son like uh, uh i i when he hits a new stage i introduce i sort of try to demystify the bad things but i let him hit the stages and i i'd probably do a little bit of sheltering because that's how i was raised and i'm i a little bit, yeah. Yeah, nice. I, I do that a bit, but I also I get a lot of heat from my family because my son is exposed to. I work in entertainment. He has to, you know, he walks in, especially now with COVID and everything. He walks in while I'm working on stuff, so he has to be aware of horror and that it's all fake. I show him behind the scenes on movies. I show him behind the scenes on video games that somebody designs it, somebody makes it, and then it's a prop. It's not certain things are not real things. Yeah. Um, but I don't hurry along the process of being exposed to certain things. No. It's just no. as it happens, it happens. And then I have to have a talk with them at each stage about how this, you know. So what perfect. are the things that you hold? But I try to demystify everything. Here's the thing. I'm laughing internally because when you said like, when he gets to a new stage, and my brain was like, wait, like a stage of a video game? Yeah. Or like, like a stage of life? <laughs> like what levels up? <laughs> when he gets to the next stage, I have to tell him like, these are the bad guys, not real. But yeah, yeah. I, I these NPCs of, are cool. I sort of can't wait to play things like Dark Souls with him, but I'm not right. rushing it. Why? You want to see him rage that hard? Good <laughs> where, Lord. He just got to the point where he's playing Halo and it's super fun to play a shooting game with him. I can see that. But, and you know, he just, got past the Fortnite stage which i wasn't so interested in i played a lot of angry birds with him when he was like three and four but yeah that is adorable. stages but it's fun what are some oh i was gonna ask what are some of the things that you kind of shelter your kid from Ooh. well i try i've tried i've tried to keep blood away for a while but i mean he knows it exists and when he gets exposed i have to explain you know it's not real it's what is it about real. blood that you want to keep i don't know it, it might be a mental block on my side i'm not really sure um but i was raised super strict so you know i'm a progression of you know of an enter- entertainment dad from a person who was raised very strict mm-hmm. so i'm not trying right. to like be a complete reactionary to how i was raised a little bit of is in, is integrated and and then i got to you know Wait, at the rest. So, Sean, do you try to hide anything from your son? Like, he's older though, right? Well, I'm not going to be like the dad who's like, well, Junior's doing cocaine. I guess it's time. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, oh, obviously boy, there's, go. there's going to be certain things that, you know. Oh, my God. There's, there's going to be certain things like certain, like, like I agree with David 100%. You know, you kind of like, you know, you keep them, it, you, you give them the space to be a kid for as long as they can. And because... All the too moment soon. you lift the veil. Well, I even had to, I even had to explain. That. I felt like I had to explain um, cartoon dynamics to him. When he was watching Looney Tunes, I still had to have a talk. I had to go, As you, you don't fall off cliffs. Because I tried stuff in cartoons, and I saw some of my friends get hurt. My dad had to have that talk with me. He, <laughs> goes, he goes, you can't, you can't turn off the light and get into your bed before the light turns off. You can't, I tried so you many can't times. walk off into the air when you're, on, when you're in a tree. Like... If you blow up a dynamite, you're not going to come back in the next scene. That caused some broken arms in my class. Oh, my Kids God. Kids trying these things. Wow. Or trying to be really? Superman. What? So 
I, I was pretty I was pretty solid on the no jumping off cliffs all <laughs> yeah, on my own. Yeah, I didn't step yeah, out into gravity either. and be like, I got this. Like that was not. Yeah, right? I, I, I tried to use things as parachutes <laughs> oh, that were not parachutes. You know, they didn't. Oh my work. god! He grabbed That's an fantastic. umbrella and jumped I, off the second story. I thought about doing that, mm-hmm. but I did it from safe distances, like eight feet. How is that safe? Like, I feel like I would still shoot it. But you, but you if can't I jumped the, right now, I would die. But you can't get the proper you're momentum. Old. You can't. That's not enough. That's not enough room to let the parachute do its thing. Ah, that's a good and point. I figured, so you got to go. I figured if I couldn't test it in that range, then I wasn't going to. So I went hey, as high as the seat. I went as high as jumping off the roof. That's just how it is. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I only went that high. Oh, my oh, God. Man. You see, you know, I, no had, I had my dad doing construction from the time I was a little baby. And he was and he would say, like, you know, hey careful because you can fall off a ladder or off a roof and die here's flat the, out i was like oh okay don't want to die also yeah. i'm just gonna inject really quick um i'm the only one drinking wine right now and i've almost polished off this bottle so i'm very proud of Keys. you fun fact i'm fine <laughs> i'm a writer for fuck's sake <laughs> and it's white wine by the it's way it's also white wine yeah, i'll uh, only be mildly irritated later reserve <laughs> especial especial um but you know going off please the, sir i'm a writer well, but if you remember please the writer. if you remember the 80s it was like mortal Kombat and heavy metal oh my god people thought that. heavy metal was going to make everyone evil like, and then chris Satan rock service. says like yeah, exactly kiss Satan, yes. Satan service and then chris rock said um you know music makes you evil what was in hitler's cd player <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um I yeah. go ahead. Dungeons and Dragons. What? The yeah, satanic right. Panic. Satanic Panic in what? the 80s. Oh, yeah. when all the kids were playing 70s Dungeons and 80s and, and, yeah, and the parents, parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They thought they Did were doing they a bunch really? of séances and weird Are shit. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to Dungeons and Dragons. We're a fucking stupid race. I <laughs> fucking totally. Um, I was. Thank playing, you, Christianity. In high school, I started playing tabletop RPGs, and I was playing Star Wars. And my parents were mad at me at one point, and my mom, in her rage, found my Star Wars books that I had borrowed from a friend, mind you. Oh no! And these were not cheap books. And she tore them up. She was so mad. She thought these books were changing me because it was like one of the main things that happened in my life at that time was I started getting into that. You're you're listening. You're watching. You're reading too much George Lucas. We got to stop this man. This force. It's it's the force of evil. Fantasy (laughs) games you play. In in line with that, uh, I used to collect wizard magazines. Do you remember those? They're the 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 comics guide. They they priced out your comics, which now is bullshit. But um, my dad saw that in my room. He's like, wizard, huh? What are you learning from Wizard Magazine? He thought I was learning to be a wizard. Oh, yeah. like then, witchcraft. Yeah, and then he saw he saw a Spider Man 2099 poster on my wall because it's new, and he said and he said, um, "Looks like a demon to me." And I go, "No, that's Spider Man 2099." He goes, oh my god, yeah, a demon. Oh my god. But he used to like Spider Man, so that there makes was no, no sense. real difference. Yeah, There's maybe was, you ever think that maybe like your parents like. We're just trolling you and like inside and he's just no, like, oh, absolutely like, no. It was just a very oppressed time. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I think like my parents, they, I used to not be able to watch the damn Simpsons. That's oh yeah. I mean, because South Park for me, that was the thing. Like they same. wouldn't let me watch South Park for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So uh, my, I, I never got into like crazy, you know, comic books where a lot of demonic things are in it or anything like that. But, um, I did like reading pornos, and I got caught with those plenty of times. The fuck did you just say? You like reading, <laughs> reading. pornos? That Playboy had some really good articles in it. I'm just saying, At bro. that age, you're definitely just looking for like pictures. 10, 10, no, one, no one at that 10, age, 10, 10 years old, is not reading. They're like, mm, nope, boobies. I jerked off a lot, too. Don't get me wrong, but I also to did words? Like, to words? No, to the photos, and then I read the I words. read the articles. <laughs> exactly. Uh, My hands are all sticky while I'm reading. Uh, it helps turn yeah. the pages, guys. It helps turn no, the pages. No, it doesn't. It rips the pages. Come on now. That's 
just depends silly. on how this runs. Uh, but uh, you know, we're gonna segue into these cartoons. Um, I was just yeah, yeah, no, but like you know, there's a lot of cartoons you know that people didn't like back in the day, or parents didn't whatever. But uh, recently, I was watching Courage Cowardly Dog. That was one of my favorite cartoons. You know, when they did like Johnny Bravo and Dexter's Lab, like there was a slate of them and Powerpuff Girls that were like getting tested, and Courage is one of them. And I watched again. Good lord! So the opening. The very first line in like the theme song is abandoned as a pup. So it goes through this whole thing. Courage basically has trauma from being abandoned. Mm -hmm. And so he's very much attached to Muriel through this whole thing. He is basically a stand in for a young child who has gone through trauma and has these anxieties about fear and the things around them. I fucking never understood that. As a kid, I thought it was just hilarious, but like, and the whole point of the show was that like, not everything is evil, but there is evil Mm -hmm. because some of them, like he met the hunchback and it was like, they learned good things together and it was a really touching episode, but there are also a lot of episodes. So one of them was, um, it was like a relative of Muriel's was coming to visit and it was told, I can't think of his name, but he had this crazy kind of blonde hair and this big, scary smile but all you would hear was his internal monologue talking and he would talk and he'd be like, you know, and then, you know, I would shave and then it would be naughty. And towards, <laughs> it was really creepy. Naughty. And I, as a kid, yeah. And as a kid, I didn't understand why, but like, as you watch the episode, uh, courage ends up getting locked in the bathroom with this guy who ends up shaving him, like shaving all the fur off him. Cause that was like this guy's problem is he liked to shave people. He used to be a barber and he would just shave fur. It was a metaphor for sexual predators. As a kid, I felt innately uncomfortable because that's like kind of what they were warning. Like, don't be in rooms with people who make you feel like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what he represented. I was like, holy shit, that's nuts. I mean, they had other episodes, you know, they had a bad guy who he's sitting in this huge castle, has all this money. And he literally says out loud, he's like, you know, I'm very unhappy, even though I have all the money in the world. And if I'm not happy, then no one will be happy. So he creates this negativity cannon that fires cannonballs into the town <laughs> and makes everybody unhappy. Negativity cannon. Yeah, it was great. You know, for kids, that's I hilarious. Yeah, that's great. But it's a huge metaphor for like, even though you may have everything, you can still be unhappy and you need to address these things. And it just blew my mind. This cartoon that seemed so docile when I was a child. Yeah, I had crazy imagery and it like still kind of freaks me out to some extent, but they had great themes. Like the very last episode, he deals with this um, figure, this ghostly image about, it's just like misperfection. And every time he does something wrong, she like slaps him with a ruler and, you know, like tells him to be better, be better to the point where towards the end of the episode, courage is trying to sleep, but he can't do it perfectly. So he's struggling to sleep and like he has a mental breakdown. And he finally has a conversation with this random fish in the tub that tells him, and this is beautiful for children to hear, like the fish just pops up and it says, why would you try to be perfect? It's impossible. You are beautiful as you are. And it's a touching sentiment. It's so kind. And when he realizes, when Courage realizes that he's okay, he doesn't have to be perfect, he beats the ghost and the ghost disappears and melts away. And it was like, holy shit, like these cartoons, these United kids were trying to teach very important values that I may not have you know, known, but like intrinsically understood. And it was awesome. Mm. And to see these cartoons back in the days now convey these messages is crazy to me. And I was like, do more of these have that? I don't know. I mean, I was just thinking right now of cartoons. I guess I don't watch a lot of cartoons now that are like not on Netflix or something. I'm curious what kids are watching these days. Cause that was a Netflix. I mean, not a Netflix, sorry, a Nickelodeon, right? 
no, that was Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network Cartoon did that Network. with like Johnny Bravo, um, Powerpuff Girls, things like that. There was a really terrible era of cartoons, and it, it's actually you know things come in phases. Right, right now is not a bad era, and it, it's kind of because of Rick and Morty, which isn't necessarily for kids. But every cartoon is multiverse now, which is semi-intellectual for cartoons. Oh yeah, like Adventure Time and Teen well, Adventure Time, even like Teen Titans now. Oh yeah, there's a Steven Universe is another one. But even like the kids All growing up like now, they're like watching like um like Mickey Mouse House and like mm -hmm. Tiger. What's his name? Like what's the little t the cat like Tiger thing? No, I don't know. I have no idea. All my friends who have like really young kids know the show and they fucking hate it because it's just repetitive. But like it's just like I don't. I can't recall a lot. I'm sure Rugrats did it. I don't know if anyone remembers much. I about loved Rugrats. Yeah, and I'm sure there were episodes that dealt with that as oh. well. Mm -hmm. Rugrats was interesting because some episodes that I remember dealt with um, marriage, like being a young toddler. Oh, Jesus. And yeah. then dealing with the, the marriage between the two. Yeah. Or uh, not even the two, just like because all the parents would bring their kids for daycare, basically. Yeah. You know, that's, and so what I loved was the dynamic of the parents I, that were I didn't even there. The single dad that. with Chucky, you know, who's trying he to find... He was single? Work. He was single. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. he was a single that's dad great. of the whole group, you know, and that type of stuff. And he was afraid of everything, right? Yeah. And I don't remember much of, like, the narrative or the backstories of any of these characters, but, you know, Chucky's dad was very cautious and very, you know, insecure and in those things, and that passed off to, you know... Chucky um, himself. Chucky himself. And then what's really cool is you get to see, like, Tommy Pickles who is very adventurous and, um, you know, eager to try new things, which was interesting to like who his dad and his grandfather were, you know, yeah. in the story. So uh, I liked those types of things from, from that show particularly, but I don't know, man. Like I, like if I watched, I loved watching Ren and Stimpy, but I don't All think, I don't think if I'm thinking about Ren and Stimpy, it was like one of those first cartoons that stemmed kind of like that. I don't know. Stoner it's, it's culture absurd. cartoons. That was called absurdism, right? Is, is, right? Yeah. It ushered in like kind of thoughtless, to some degree thoughtless entertainment. Um, entertainment, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was reading an article a few months, like months, months back, probably like six, seven months. And they were talking about like SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. They were saying the generation that grew up with SpongeBob SquarePants' IQ is significantly lower than, <laughs> well, any, than go. Any, any other generations Fucking prior. And those, and those are the millennials, by the way. I'm just going to put that yeah, out there. Right Fucking idiots. Um, and, but, you know, what's funny is like SpongeBob SquarePants, if you're stoned, it's pretty damn funny, right? Yeah. Because, it's, again, it's very absurd. Yeah. Wait, right? wait. What did you two grow up with? Like, Sean, David, what did you guys, like, what cartoons do you remember? Ren and Stimpy. For sure. Yeah. A lot. Ren and Stimpy and then everything after Ren and Stimpy on Cartoon Network was almost kind of like Ren and Stimpy. But also mm -hmm. like Batman, the animated series. Nice. And, Huge. But even yeah. like before that was like Smurfs and and I even those was um Uncanny our, our gang. Oh my god. That wasn't a cartoon, but I used to love that. <laughs> I can still remember that theme song from the X-Men, by the way. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Well, you know what cartoon that I love that was very, very absurd? Cartoon Network did, you know, Adult Swim did some of my favorites growing up. Right. And I got into it watching Space Ghost Coast to Coast. You guys were watching that show. I never got into that one. Dude, pretty hilarious. It was just dumb. Like me and my friends would just watch it on Sunday nights before school on Monday, and we were just, you know, we're just being dumb kids. Um, but Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yes, Meatwad was. Yeah. <laughs> well, that thing is done. That's a huge drop. That's I <laughs> my love that favorite. Show. One of my favorite characters. But that whole show is retarded, yeah. right? Yeah, like it's very absurd. It's very absurd. I mean, I do have ham banana tattooed on my ass. By the way, that's get the just, wait. Do you really? I do. <laughs> my what? wife and I both have ham banana tattooed on our ass. Wow. 
I like, Bring, bringing people together. I'm yeah, kind of exactly. awed and shocked. Right well, now. it's actually kind of a funny story because we used to watch it in college while we were all stoned and we watched the ham banana episode. And my favorite part of the ham banana episode is he would just look at everybody. He's like, tonight you Rape. Right. It was like, it was like the, that was the only thing the hand I banana don't kept remember saying. This episode. It's a really good episode. Anyway, um, my wife, one morning I was sleeping and she was going off to, she had a game that she was playing and uh, you know, she gave me a kiss goodbye and then she ran out and then she stops at the door and she goes, honey, honey. And she, I'm like, what? And she looks at me, she points and she's like, tonight you no, oh my God. And I was like, oh, I fucking love you. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a joyful <laughs> you know, little I moment. I fucking love you. So it became kind of a running joke between between us, right? Yeah. And um, a couple of our friends got matching cute tattoos because they were all, like all in love and stuff. And my wife and I are like, oh, you guys got matching tattoos. Idiots. Let's go get a hand. Let's go get him banana tattooed on our ass. So we ended up getting him banana tattooed. Oh, my God. But it was from that that singular cartoon. Yeah. Just go. Okay. Oh, I, I, that's funny, but I, I was I was gonna bring up. Um, He's like, that's al- good, but <laughs> along the lines of what you're what you're saying about cartoons with meanings, mm-hmm. I saw on Netflix. I can't remember what it was called, but my kid was watching a cartoon. It was really well done, but it, um, it was basically dealing with like divorce or even the death of a parent, and then the parent moving on to another. Like this, this, this. There's two kids. One was a boy, and one was a girl, and one. And the father, or the mother died, and then the father was eventually got a girlfriend, and the older daughter was having a hard time dealing with it. Mm. And so, it's a fucking cartoon. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh well, mom said love lasts forever." And then, oh my, God. she goes into this dream world where the, it basically it's really complicated, and I think it deals with cert, with multiple like um, cultures, yeah, like, like Asian cultures and and gods and goddesses, and explains to her that. Um, that life has to move forward and this is okay. Thank God. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I think like that deep. I was like, whoa. To that effect, I think there's space for for complex uh, subject matter like that in cartoons. Mm-hmm. And I for think sure. I think it's super healthy. And I think it's something that mm-hmm. you know, e- even even if it makes people uncomfortable, I think that I think that kids are actually better equipped than most adults with comprehending that yeah i think need to give them the support to do it and step up as a parent and go and and be willing to help them with that lesson yeah well and i I have a have theories based on like you know entertainment for children i've thought about like how i was going to raise my kid a lot because i was stressful like you know what do you do when you have a kid and um i think some shows are junk food and junk you know you a little bit of everything is good yeah but you should you should have sustenance in there as well like good shows or good tv yeah stuff that nourishes their brain also Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, I mean that even kind of goes back to the Powerpuff Girls. There was there's one villain. As a kid, I didn't pay it any mind. I didn't even care. It like never even registered. But it was the devil character. Do you guys ever watch Powerpuff Girls? Oh, no, I've seen I've devil seen episodes. I remember Mojo the, Jojo. Mojo Jojo was great. He was funny. But there was Mojo Jojo. But there was a, uh, a character who represented the devil. He was a crossdresser. Like he wear he wore like a dress and he had like very he wore lipstick he was very feminine when he got angry like this really devil side came out but mm-hmm. the most of the time he was like this cross dressing character I didn't think anything of it yeah. but at the time it was like it you was were, yeah but there's also a bad thing to that too like that's almost mm-hmm. saying like anyone who does this is the devil and that's really damning like I think yeah. they were trying to do something to say like it's okay to have this but like there's also a really negative side to that yep well do you see people cross dressing you're like they're the devil. 
All the time. No, no, of course not. But, you know, as a kid, and then if you grow up and you don't really learn or understand that, I think it could be really hard, which well, you, is... You can see in old cartoons where... where I mean, that, that Powerpuff Girls wasn't even that long ago, but, mm-hmm. you know, that even as far back as then, you can see them reinforcing some, some like, kind of negative stereotypes. Um, oh, or, yeah. Or, or negative connotations towards things where nowadays we're like, oh, I don't know why they're doing that. That's kind of weird. Yeah. There was one episode, um, in courage going back to that again, there was a, um, there were two, I forget like the, and it was like Mr. Rabbit and Mr. F- Mrs. Cat or something like that, or something along those lines. But basically it dealt with abusive relationships and same sex couples. It oh. was fucking crazy to go back and see that because there's like this, and sadly they used a, um, um, a pincher. Oh fuck. What a Doberman. He was a Doberman as like this really gruff, like abusive boyfriend who refused to let this girl leave the house and like would beat her if she left. You don't see all this, but it's implied. And then this other person who wore a mask because they couldn't be themselves, like was with courage. And, you know, you the way to learn this is all it is. But like as a kid, like what the fuck? Yeah, like, right. You don't really understand that. But as an adult, you're like, that is really deep. Like, and it teaches a good lesson. Like, it's okay to be that way. I really right. got to go back and watch this. Oh, show my God. Again. Like, not, all, not all of them are like that. Like, sure. some, because a lot of them, the big thing about courage. Some was of it's it, junk food. Some of it is. But I mean, the big thing that because uh, the guy who created it wanted to talk about, like, you know, villains are very multidimensional. Like, they have problems. I wanted to explore that and understand it. But the big thing is that he explores that fear because a lot of the cartoons back in the day really were like, you have to be courageous even in fear. You have to do these things. And the reality was that because courage was afraid, he was able to save his family and do these things to protect them. They're like, fear is okay. Like if you have it, it's telling you something. Like understand that it's okay. It can be wrong and that's okay too. Like it had a really good message. It's just, I don't remember any other cartoons really having that. Oh man, not at all. One thing to the to the whole thing about like uh, vilifying like the cross dressing bad guy, yeah, you know, uh, that's that's prevalent in a lot of uh, media. You, everywhere you look and you see a villain, mm-hmm. they're almost always in fetish wear. Oh, that's a good point. And or or, uh, I mean, there are people who like that. It, it has been used as a trope to signify, oh, well, to virtue signal to, to signify, like, hey, like these guys are bad because they have a person on a leash. Yeah. Or something, but nobody ever stopped to ask, like, well, maybe, maybe, you know, that Twi'lek in Jabba's palace was kind of into that. And that, no, that, you know, yeah. <laughs> that actually brings up a good point because technically, you know, the power of growth was supposed to embody sugar, spice, everything nice. So they were the good things. Anything that was wrong or considered bad like that, which honestly isn't bad for people who enjoy it. Right. That was a really bad message to send. But then again, like I said, I think parents have a responsibility that they, sometimes neglect to take to just go, you know, like the, the cross dressing devil character or like Dr. Girlfriend from, um, uh, uh, what they, what are the venture brothers? Oh yeah. Um, you know, these, these things that, <laughs> the monarch. that, that yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I, I just love venture brothers so much, but these things that like cross these, like these normal lines, the parents should just be able to go, Hey, you know, the fact that that devil character is cross-dressing doesn't actually mean anything. It just means that that's the clothes they're comfortable in. Well, you know, what's done. Yeah. Instead of going, they shouldn't be showing this to my kids. You need to control this. No, not their fucking responsibility. The creator creates you moderate. That is it. End of story. Well, you know, what's the interesting thing. I was with my brother during Thanksgiving 
and he has two young toddlers and not necessarily saying he does. He's the only one that does this. I think a lot of parents do. This is what cartoons kind of seem to me to become is basically a babysitter. So they'll put something on and then just slide them in front of it. Right. And then they become kind of this moth to the flame type of scenario. Right. So it's interesting to me because I don't know if parents really pay attention to what their kids are actually watching. Oof. That's I mean that's a good point nowadays. I don't know. I, I'm I'm making a yeah, big generalization. I, iPads though. are such great babysitters. They really are, and but they're not. They're such great babysitters. Yeah. They are and they're not. Yeah, I, I I love entertainment, so I you know my kid gets exposed to a lot of stuff, but I try to watch and play stuff with them so I know what he's involved in, and and talk him through some of it and get uh, you know do other things as well. But I don't know if I'm doing it right. You know, I, I get I heat, anybody I, knows. I get mm-hmm. heat from my kid playing too many video games <laughs> from other people, but in the family, because there's he has cousins who aren't allowed to touch them. Wait, do you get the same but, heat as well? No, Sean, no. <laughs> I, I've, I've been bragging about how cool it is. That my kid wants to play video games with me now. Nice. I'm just like, fuck yeah, let's do this. What's their argument though about the kids playing video games? Well, they think that games make them dumber. They don't. They think what? that there's no games with with good value to that's, it. That's a dumb statement. But I don't that think that's ignorant. true. It's yeah. an ignorant statement. It's a very dumb. ignorant. Dig- but none of them play games. The exactly. ones that are the parents that are like that don't play games, so they don't really know. And I think it's just a thing they're afraid of. And maybe some people, not everyone, should let their kids play games because they don't know how to monitor it. I think right. uh, gamer parents not know more about how to monitor it, how to what they should and shouldn't play, and. Um, what they're ready for and what they're not. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting enough to me because I've been a gamer since I was, since I can remember seven. I think I got my first. That's when you started remembering was seven was seven. Yeah. That since was, I can okay. remember of seven. <laughs> um, but God, video what games happened in, to you at six. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can right around oh, the time no. I got adopted actually. So uh, thank you for bringing it up. Nice. Um, but playing video games, I mean, it's it's a lot of mental games, right? Like a lot of mental elasticity that you create at a very mm-hmm. young age. It's a lot of problem it's solving. Dungeons it's Dragons a lot of, people. Um, <laughs> I'm dying over here God because damn it. every time, dude, Sean, he was literally just holding it up for you. So the here's whole the thing, time. the listeners, knuckles, real quick. Oh, Jesus. Sean, whenever he makes a really funny point, like he will usually, especially if he's conversing with somebody, he'll put his fist up and like get for fist bump and Sometimes, unfortunately, we're not paying attention, so we'll miss it. And he'll hang Sometimes, it up there. Never. Sometimes yeah. never, and he'll leave it there. Never. Sean's hand is still up there today. <laughs> it is still floating I somewhere. I left it behind. Oh. I had to give up. <laughs> he had to get a new one. Um, but I literally just gave him fist bump for his conversation. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I missed there. it. Matt, you've been up there for I, oh. I know the pain. Yeah. Anyway. We have um, shared trauma now. We do. Mm. But video games, in a grand sense, a lot of uh, dexterity really great for yep. mental the thing this is the thing that i think is interesting i can understand like when we were younger there was not a lot of intercommunication between video games are very solo mm-hmm. right but now one of the arguments that i've heard from other parents is just like they're antisocial. i'm like some of my no. I, have, I have a handful <laughs> of really great friends like <laughs> two of my really good friends one of the guys i actually started a business with i found while playing video mm-hmm. games right yeah like the idea that they're just creating and I'm curious if they're creating these things because mainstream media says X. I, I think that or said X. I don't think they say that anymore. I think that largely the the people the, the case. So the thing that frustrates me is that I feel like I get it. I feel like David gets I feel like you guys get it. But people who we grew up with who should understand oh. some of these concepts 
who we all like people I went to high school with who we're all like, oh man, like one day we're going to have kids. And we all seemed to be on the same like page when it came to the best thing to do for these kids. And it's these same people who are fucking awful parents. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck happened between high school and it's because you're having judged by their parents and they were just like, fuck somewhere. And I kind of realized that it's probably because they're just, they're doing the best they can, but they, they don't know that, they think that good parenting lies in um, what their parents did, which was kind of shelter a little bit. Or like restrict. Yeah, it, to restrict. But really, good parenting lies in teaching. Let your kid experience things at a natural pace. Keep, you know, keep cocaine away from junior. But nice. like, you know, but let them be, know at 18 that this does hella good. No, it's, like, it's like, look, if you're going to do stuff, you need to understand it. And, right. and that will do so much more for preparing them for the world. And then on the babysitter front, just as a cl- as a closing thought here on that, the babysitter front, that's probably fed into that because they're looking for something they can put their kid in front of that's automatically okay, mm-hmm. and anything else is unacceptable. And so they start going, "Hey, you need to not show this to my kid," when in fact it's, "Hey, you need to explain to your kid the difference between that and what's okay." Right. That's my thought on it. No, I, I'm I'm right there with you. At a point, and I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I say that I'll say this to your point, Sean. Uh, we have a mutual, really good friend, David and Amanda. You know, yeah. they just had. Well, they didn't just have. They have two kids of their own, and I think um, they do a really good job with this. In my opinion, um, they have uh, Anthony, who is their firstborn. He's uh, four years old right now, and. He's at that already. I know he's at that age where, you know, he's using tablets and all those types of things. And what she does is she moderates the amount of tablet time he gets. Sure. Right. Because it comes in a couple of different things. She appreciates that it could kind of be the babysitter for her so she can get other things done. She has another toddler already. So like she has to be able to give to that child too. But the other thing too, is that it also teaches him about, um, Uh, possessiveness because the moment that that tablet is done with his tablet time, it also teaches him rationing his, uh, his time because he only gets, I think um, he only gets an hour or an hour and a half a day on the tablet. Hmm. And so um, she goes, you can use it. Just remember when you use up your time, there's no more until tomorrow. And so she kind of created this whole system with him. So good. And I, to be honest, yeah, no, right? a round like, of applause, everybody. And it, it, it's, and it seems to work really well. There was a moment that we were there and he, um, and it's really fun too, because he wants to share also because he knows mm-hmm. that I, you know, I make video games now and, um, I love video games and that's something that we kind of bond with. So he'll come and be like, uncle Gary, check out, you know, this, this game. And he'll actually show me how to play some games and stuff and so forth. And it's really cool because it's a really unique bonding moment. There was a moment where she ended up, um, he ended at his tablet time and he went crazy because he wasn't able to finish sharing me something. And, and it was perfect because she didn't just give it back to him. She sat him down and gave him a conversation about Mm -hmm. This is how it's supposed to be. You know, I know you, I know you're blah, blah, blah. You want to share. So I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. I, so speaking about, you know, the eighties panic and D and D, I never, I didn't get to play D and D a lot when I was a kid, but knowing now, like having grown up with people playing D and D and being in the game industry, a lot of people play D and D and maybe haven't had an ex- enough exposure generally to that 
or those, you know, I feel like I've had a lot of exposure though, especially in the game industry. Like I do not know a person who who regularly plays D and D that is stupid. I don't know him. They're all very smart people. I could introduce you yeah. to a couple. <laughs> Maybe if you're I, listening, you know okay. who you are. Nice. Maybe I just know the professional ones, you know, who are in the industry. But it, it I think it helps the imagination and it makes your brain very elastic. Yeah, Something about sure. it. And I don't know if games do that. I know there's a lot of puzzle games that kids can play and math games that kids can play. And mm. you have to do research to find out where those are and what those are. No, they're critical thinking of yeah. a kid that plays video games. The critical mm. thinking alone, depending on the video game that you you tend to introduce your kid to is phenomenal to me. Yeah, yeah. There was actually one, I can't remember. It was a Mario game. I forget the whole, like what, if it was like a package deal or what, but it was like you played Mario and you were going around the world and you had to solve mysteries in different museums, but you had to track them through like paintings and going through certain doors matching. Like, was that paper Mario? No, it wasn't paper no, Mario. It was Mario's missing and you were playing yes! Luigi. Oh, it was Luigi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had to travel around and track down Mario, right? Super educational. Yeah. And Mario he had to look through pictures and understand history. Like it was a, really educational thing I sadly I, out of that game i didn't because yeah. i failed it real quick and i was like i can't do this so <laughs> i didn't try anymore I'm but out. like it is very educational yeah it's i mean here's the thing like i think when our parents i understand why um they would say that because i think when we were growing up it was not the community it is now like we were playing games that were very closed. It was Mario 64. It was Mario Kart. It was, you know, they didn't have the connectivity that we do now. So for someone to be like, they're not getting out and meeting people. I don't, like I said, I don't agree that they're not because now there's the internet. They can make friends. They can make people, but I think it has to be a certain age too. This is the interesting thing to me. And Sean, I'm curious what your thought is, is, Right now, they have popular or popular to popularized. Nicely popularized. Thank you. Popularized words. Video gaming culture. Mm -hmm. It's becoming very mainstream the same way vans and ruka and volcom mainstream skateboarding and surfing yeah. yeah okay what's interesting enough to me is you i i've seen a transition of parents being like video games are bad video games are blah 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 this antisocial yada yada until now they created esports Right. And they're mainstream. And now you have parents giving kids opportunities to be like, I let them play all the goddamn day. Now that I know that this is a job path and there's actually something at the end of this thing, I let them play as much as they want. Yeah. Right. And so there's the antithesis to. I, th- I think that our current situation, especially, and like you say, like with the rise of esports, thanks to companies like Blizzard, Blizzard. pushing it like yeah. it is crack. Uh, <laughs> um, and I mean, um, it is crack. 18 it years is. old, by the way, before you do cocaine. That's yeah, eight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and if you're listening on the day, you're just going to have to wait for that one. <laughs> um, but um, so the um, I'm, I'm totally kidding, by the way. Don't don't do that shit. Yeah, none of us are. It's or too, do, it's, it's really too expensive. To. We don't. We, it's too we expensive. All That's the biggest thing. God damn <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. That is a rich man's game. If you want to do that, you better go and make yourself rich, rich first. first yeah. Okay. All right. So. Um, my nose tingles, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, I think that, uh, yeah, like, like you said, when they started to view it as a viable career path that totally changed and it shifted and, the conversation and what with, you know, the current human malware going around the world right now, I think that <laughs> that's that, actually a really good way of putting it. That is a very, um, uh, it's, it's, it's becoming even more rapidly normalized to do things on the internet that people before just were like not willing to do mm. working from home you know, zoom meetings, virtual environments for work purposes. Everyone's suddenly getting on board with using VoIP programs that, um, they would never have even considered as an option before, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, 
the face of business is changing. The face of gaming is changing. It's all being put into this situation where it can be monetized and, and like you said, worked. And I think that it's one of the best things that's come out of this year. Yeah. And maybe the last year as well. Yeah. I just think it was also kind of interesting when you have parents saying, these games are bad. Don't get off those games, blah, blah, blah. And they're playing Candy Crush on their phone. I'm like, there's no difference. (laughs) Ooh, I would say Candy Crush is worse because there's no, it's literally just a uh, a dopamine rush. Yeah. I did a level. But yeah, you know what like, I'm yay. saying, though? Like, yeah. straight up parents are being like, bah, 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 and then they're candy crushing it just oh, as much as... You know what's hilarious? And this is this probably scares a lot of parents. Is There's a new genre for children, which is horror for children. Like, three, four, five, there's horror. Oh, shit. Them. I think like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, there's Sounds one... Awesome. There's a game Tales called from Gan- the Crib Granny. Keeper? No, no, it, no, no. There's, there's like... Um, <laughs> crib Keeper. Crib Keeper. It's like the skull guy, right? Like... You know, they travel different. There's like Fran and something there's, else. There's a bunch of them now. And well, they, I think one of the first ones was the one based on Chuck E. Cheese. It was like a haunted Chuck E. Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at oh, Freddy's. Jesus a Christ. child died in a what was kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese and it inhabits one of the animatronics. Oh. And that was a game. Those were creepy. <laughs> wow. And no. then, and but then it, it spawned stuff like there's a game called Baldi's Basement. Baldi is the teach the or Baldi's Basics. Um, Baldi is the is the principal. And he chases you around the school, oh, and Jesus. you have to solve math problems to get away from him. Oh, that's great! I mean, that's awesome. I think this is all yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. Too, neighbor or something? Yeah, neighbor. You hello neighbor. The house. Yeah. Hello hello neighbor. Yeah. That's a creepy one. Very also, creepy, I've yeah. watched some gameplay of that. Are these all Roblox games? No, no, they're just they just popped up independently. It's a bunch. It just kind of have. It was a hive mind kind of thing. Uh, yeah, because they had. Um, dig it. There was another one. It was like Fran and something else, but basically she, it mm-hmm. dealt with like mental instability. Like it was this young girl whose parents died, and like she starts taking these pills and seeing these weird things. But it all it dealt with mental health. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot wow. of them like that. I mean, this one was really graphic. Like she would take a pill, and like the kids in the room would be decapitated, and they'd oh, be like, Jesus "Oh Jesus, Christ. all right, it's aggressive." Mm-hmm. Cool. What's the uh, wow. game we were talking about this week, Sean? Phasmophobia? Yeah. Is that what it, how to pronounce yep. it? Phasmophobia. I do want to try this game. I guess, Sean, you can speak to it a little bit more because I think I pinged you being like, have you seen this game yet? And you're like, I love this game. It's great. But then I talked to I talked to your roommate and he said, oh, it's it's stupid. So, so I'm curious. Zen, okay. So first off, Zen uh, is an avid gamer, loves all kinds of games from all kinds of genres, but he is not a big multiplayer guy. Okay. He has had too many experiences where he got screamed down by a six-year-old <laughs> yelling. Oh boy. Yelling expletives. They can about, be very mean. <clears throat> yelling, yelling uh, you know, uh, Nazi expletives and, uh, you know, like, oh and, and full on like, you know, like. Things about, you know, his mother, his, you know, and Jesus. his his dick size and you name it. These kids can get vicious. Good. I hope I meet one of these and, kids. And he's and and being a console gamer, a lot of games don't, you know, have the option for you to like mute a specific person. It's right. either all voices active or no voices None. active. Or you get into a match and it's just like screeching background noise and shit, which is why I'm a I'm a PC gamer. We have etiquette, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> Depends on what game. Can push I guess. to talk. You know, Discord, <laughs> but um, it's um, so he's just really not big on the multiplayer scene. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and on top of that, it's very low production. And he's not like a snob when it comes to um, like production quality. If it's fun, it's fun. Gotcha. Like, he wants to do a, a big Among Us party, okay. which <clears throat> I think is going to be. I think it's a great idea. And that's basically a fucking two D top down scroller. Scroller, yep. That is a whodunit. Who's the Cylon? You know, kind of game. 
And I am totally stoked for that. And it's multiplayer. So like there are certain exceptions, but I think he's more into like, this is going to be like our close personal circle of friends because he just doesn't want to, he has a limited amount of time to play a video game. Why expose yourself to bullshit from other people, especially some bullshit little kid? All right, so whose I get parents I, aren't doing the right thing, right? And that kid can just what does this have to do with phantasmophobia? So yeah, so, you, we learned a lot about his, my brother-in-law. So that what I'm saying is his judgment of that game is going to be heavily tainted as opposed to somebody else who, you know, maybe... Doesn't care about all that stuff? Doesn't care about all that stuff like most of everybody else. Oh, wait, fuck off. Is this the game where you go into haunted houses and you try yes. to find a ghost? That sounds dumb as fuck. No, it's actually That's So stupid. this is... I'm, I'm interested in purchasing this game. I think oh, it's like only $14 on Steam. So I'm, I'm very curious. But aren't there like a bunch of bugs with it already? Like there's a bunch of bullshit problems. No. Like people look That's fucking wonky. Though, like right? people are just hunched over. Like okay, some of the so ghosts appear. Like, some so of the like don't. I said, it's low production quality, but that doesn't take away from the fun of the game mechanics. So you go around a haunted house trying to find ghosts. Is that yeah, what you're is? basically a ghost hunter, and you get all the little tools of a ghost hunter. You get to be one of those oh, well. douchebags who sits on a fucking <laughs> AMC TV show. It's like I, we're gonna go find ghosts day on. I'm more of a taps Dick guy, guy not the frohawk guy. You're, you're a tap. <laughs> I'm the taps guy, not the frohawk guy. You know what I'm talking about? Ouch! You have a frohawk sitting right next to you, by the way. I know. David, it looks good on you though. Like I don't think anyone you else wear it well. You ghost hunter. Yeah, you. We could not pull that off. <laughs> You so would, I can be a ghost hunter. You're saying. You yeah, could be the it. host of a ghost hunter. <laughs> all, you need is a, all you need is a camera <laughs> totally pointing up your could. nose. You totally oh, could. No. And, a, and a trucker hat. Right. Uh, we'll call it Grave Dave. Uh, oh, Jesus so so the, whole, the whole point of the game is you are a team of, of ghost, like, like paranormal investigators. And you're going to a place you know is haunted by a ghost. You get the ghost's name. You get equipment that you can purchase in order to track the ghosts in the house and determine like what kind of ghost that it is. So it's basically a, what kind of ghost is this? And can we figure out what kind of ghost it is before it kills us? And also uh, like there'll be like little side objectives, like get a picture of, you know, like ghostly fingerprints or something and use like a UV light or go or find a sink that runs with dirty water. And like just simple stuff, but it's little tasks you can do all the while you have a ghost you can't see that could pop up and start trying to murder you. And it, it really ratchets the tension really well. It does a very good job of it. Sounds this like sounds terrible. I don't know. I'm interested I've, in trying it. No, I mean, and it only sounds terrible. Bucks, I'm sold. I've seen some of the videos and just like the monotonous gameplay and it just looks so fucking boring. Uh, it, you know, it's a great game to sit down and play like two or three rounds and then I'm about done. But I, I still have fun every single time I play it. I'm open to play with you, Sean. Good. I think we should. Phrasing. <laughs> well, what no, about, I meant it the way it's what supposed the, to be. But what about the video game? Yeah, the video uh, game. Is. We could do that I too think, if you want. I think what would be great if we were going to do like our first like filmed episode oh, I hate you would be the four of us sitting down to play it oh, God and see it. how well we do I'll see if I can get my buddy's yeah. oculus set up and maybe we can do it in VR oh, fuck me I would not play the game I would do dude, that I get fucking dude, <laughs> I would do it I don't knock care. on my door and make sure I was okay because he like heard screaming <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the first time I played that game I was like oh, oh, oh god like, there it is like and it's uh, yeah who sure, am I a, sitting a with a lot of it is boo scares but it's very effective. Sounds like fun though. You know, you, you go into it when you walk into the building, there's like this white noise that just like, if you have a, any kind of a decent headset, just completely occupies your senses. Like, you know, the sound of like deafening silence Yeah, where it's almost like a noise in and of itself. It's that only amplified. And so you're going in and like 
the the ghost will be like the ghost is always exists right and it's always doing things and do, doing things based on what you're doing and saying can you hide from it when it comes by like hello neighbor or no so sometimes when okay when it starts to hunt your flashlight starts blinking <laughs> and all the lights in the house start blinking oh, oh my God. God. and then you have to find a place to like hide and hope mm. that it can't go through a wall and it's a ghost of course it can go through a wall what kind not, of mechanics not, is that not always what so anyways the point is I'm interested in just giving this a go, man. You, you run to a spot. To me. You, you crouch down. You turn off your flashlight and you shut the fuck up because it can hear what you say Oh, with your mouth. Like, oh, not no. like what I you're typing. really heavy <laughs> on this mic, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to untoggle. Yeah. And so, like, like the, whole, the whole thing has its own built-in VoIP system that the ghost can interact React with. Dude, that's pretty you cool, can, you can say You can, like, say, like, give us a sign or where are you? Like, oh, God, I was playing. Uh, That's really cool, actually. Night from before a video last, game standpoint. I hate all of you. Li- night before last, I, I was showing a, a buddy of mine the game for the first time, and he and his brother were playing, and um, his brother had played it before, and uh, and I and I were we're in the bathroom of this house, and I'm like, "Give us a sign," and all we hear is, <sighs> and the door goes <clears throat> and slams shut, and we're like, "Oh, okay, it's here," <laughs> and, it, and it was. It was so because it like it sounds like it's right up behind you. I use like Dolby like surround yeah. sound headphones, so for me it's like it's very immersive. Yeah, <laughs> that would be intense with in VR though. If it, if it works, they, it, it, if it, it works on a screen, I don't think built. I could do. I think I would end up flinging a remote. <laughs> nice, I would be here. It was initially we'll built for that. VR. Right. Yeah. yeah, I would. Okay, I'm down for this. If we do Let's one, just try it. I'm so interested. The, the the character models are garbage. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It looks terrible, doesn't it? But that's even more impressive if if it looks if the character models are garbage, but it's still scaring people. The 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 ghosts themselves, the models are kind of simple. The way they move Mm -hmm. is kind of simple, but in a way, it kind of adds to the freakiness because it's it it hits that uncanny valley meter like hard. Mm -hmm. It just it just hits that. Well, people say it in game design. A game should be fun to play, even if you're playing stick figures, and this. Like that's that's a good game. This game could be stick figures and yeah. still be scary. Oh well, and that's the thing that I kind of wanted to play with because I love ghost hunting shows in general, and I I've done some ghost hunting myself, um, and I've had interesting experiences. So like a game where you actually get to do that and it's kind of extrapolated, and you know you're going to get some sort of experience, but it feels very visceral from what I've seen. So that sounds like a good time to me. And I'd be I'd be down to play it tonight if you want. Oh like, Jesus. Uh, yeah, if I got some time, hell yeah, I'll text message you. Yeah, Yeah, I think. Okay, if you fuckers are going to do it, text me. I'm going to come over. And you will come by? I will come by just most because I don't have to start work till 930 because I'm working from home. Hell yeah, boy. So let me know. So phasmophobia? No, I'll play it. I'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And if my douchebag rate pulls through and I don't enjoy it, well, it'll be a different thing. But I mean, yeah, I'm down. It's only 14 bucks. I mean, what is that? A meal? Five bucks per person, whatever. He has it already, so we'll be good. I'm done. Yeah, yeah I don't care. It. I'll play. Dave? Yeah, I'll check it out. I want to see yeah. it. My man. You guys want to get on tonight and play? Let's do it. Yes. I'll try to. Do you have a laptop that you can play on? I have, yeah, I have two laptops. Ooh. It, one from run, work, one from me. Run, it'll run on like a fucking potato. So you. Okay. you yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Something about what you just said made me incredibly happy. It'll <laughs> run, run on, on a potato. potato. <laughs> I'm like, I want a potato computer. Let's I know. I want one too. Can we make a computer? All right. I have potatoes. I love potatoes. All right. Phasmophobia party, guys. I'll Phasmophobia. see you guys tonight. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you guys for coming to the show, everybody. Uh, this is a little bit longer than normal, but I hope you guys keep enjoying it. Like, subscribe, give us a comment, tell your friends, don't tell your friends. Who gives a fuck? Wow. But we're glad you're here. All right, guys, we out. Later.
strong vibe. My man. Boo. This is why this we is are. the other <laughs> podcast sounds. This. You know what? I guess this, this is the one that we're going to get for today. This is why we have a marketing team. My this God. is why we have we're a marketing one. team. <laughs> look at look it. We're in the industry. We got this. We're in the industry. I hate you. I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. We out. <laughs> I'm going to leave so that one It's in. called fan <laughs>